and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddlypoof, and this is level 280. Joining me tonight is Kushmoose. Hello, it's me. I'm first. You are first this time. We have Wild West. Happy holidays, y'all. And we have Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I had a different accent planned. Um, my, my pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Look at that. I got it in my emoji. Bah humbug. Me laddies. Pretty sure Scrooge is not Scottish. Me laddies. Where's where's that launch pad McQuark? McDuck? McPack? It has been so long since I've seen any Christmas Carol. I don't remember his accent whatsoever. Scrooge? I have no idea. I just started reading that. That's my December book. I was reading the Christmas Carol. I love the old one, the uh, uh, Charles Dickens one. And then I also do enjoy the Scrooge McDuck one. Yeah. Wait, what's confusing for Fug? Our uh, our Christmassy names. <clears throat> oh, the Christmassy names. Yeah, oh, well, if you people. can't figure it out, get used to it. You'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, it's just... Come on, Mariah Carey. Come on. It's not really. <laughs> yes, it's it's Christmas, so therefore, you know, add the Christmas names instead of just our regular Discord names. This is much better. What are you talking about, Fug? My responses are perfect. Yes, always, 100%. All right. Well, I guess for starters, since it is the holidays, I want to know what everybody's favorite Christmas movie is. Food I'll go oh, first. Oh. Since I just sprung it on you guys, <laughs> I'll go first. Mine is easily the Santa Claus, the Tim Allen one. Far and away, that is my favorite Christmas movie. Oh God! There's plenty of them that I like. Like I like all the, I like all the old claymations. Uh, the year or not the year of Santa. Santa Claus is coming to town. My favorite out of those. All right, well, but then you know, uh, Jingle All the Way, great. Oh right. yeah, you're naming too many. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. First of- Die Hard is not sorry. a Christmas movie. Oh, uh, you're gonna take mine. Well, first of all. I, I, I'm just cutting joking. that off because <laughs> someone just said it in chat. Was it Nerdy Neo? You know? Yeah, Nerdy Neo just said it in chat. Right. Die Hard is not a Christmas First movie. First of all, I have a huge problem with the Santa Claus. First of all, it sucks, and Tim Allen is a horrible, a horrible actor, and his face makes me want to punch small children. But number two... That's why he got the bomb humbug. <laughs> <laughs> But what I really hate... You need to put a couple more over his screen. <laughs> what I really hate is ever since that movie came out, everyone thinks Santa Claus has an E at the end of it. When the whole point is that it's a pun, the Santa Claus. Santa Claus there it is. has no friggin' That's E why. in it. Why, why is that a bad thing? It's a grammar it's a issue. Grammar That's issue. why he hates the Santa oh, for, Claus. It drives me yep, crazy. There we go. So now everyone thinks Santa it Claus has makes an sense E in now. it. And then they made sequels to this movie? Are they any good? Because I've only seen the first one, and uh, that was enough. And now there's like a series on Disney Plus or something? What, why? Yeah. The first one, in my opinion, they got worse as they went on. Well, they like, always do. One is far and away the best, then it's two, and then three. I like all three. I know most people don't like three. Uh, Neo's- now, you want to yeah. see a series go downhill exponentially? It's Home Alone. Oh man! Like those just get so about bad before time twelve. I mean, French Stewart. Oh, <laughs> French Stewart, and was it three or four? 
and he's supposed to, we're supposed to believe that he is uh what's his face uh, uh one of the one of the, <laughs> the thieves no uh, no I'm not buying it it's not happening but you get a uh, young Scarlett Johansson in number three. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna say that doesn't excite me. I'm gonna say that doesn't excite me. (laughs) Honestly, that's probably a good thing, depending (laughs) on her age. Exactly, that's true. I guess that's true. (laughs) (laughs) You should throw that caveat in there. Exactly. (laughs) Marv, Marv, that was the name of the uh, the character that French Stewart plays. Marv, and he looks nothing like Marv. Oh my gosh, it's horrible. It's like alternate universe, like retcon. It's unbelievable. I mean, my, un, you know, my ability to believe only goes so far. My suspension of belief only goes so far with the Home Alone movies, and that's they've they've crossed the threshold. I can't do it. That was that was um, apparently there was a 2021 that was Home, Alone? Home Alone four. Yeah, there's like which I've never seen. There's like four or five of them. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, that one I've never seen. I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. I I did. make. Everyone, I'm gonna get roasted for this, but it's okay. I've never seen Home Alone's not my favorite movie in the that's, world. That's it's not fine. bad. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's just not my favorite. There's six of them. Holy crap! Yeah, and they they get so bad. I can't even watch the second one, but um, and it just gets so much worse from there. Yeah. Physically ill. Yeah, on so the fourth Home Alone was also so. bad. <laughs> Stop it. This chat's going is unwieldy right now. Very unwieldy. <laughs> Yeah. You've opened a can of worms. And, and All right, so, so who oh, has wait, a movie that Ace like? in chat has never seen Home Alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put Ace in a timeout, please. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so besides right, Elf, since he has a terrible opinion on Christmas movies. <laughs> well, no one movies. has said Elf yet. I mean, Elf, like it's, you know. Oh, Elf. Like, I'll go with Elf. I don't need to watch it every year, but I like Elf. Great movie. And I'd say top five for me, yeah. It's got good parts. It's yeah. got good parts. The, yes, the end credits. It, uh, it kind of gets weak in the middle, but you know, like that the back part where it like, says that nothing's, you know, everything's fictional and everything. He likes that part. Like the third quarter is kind of not great, but uh, but yeah. You want to hear a movie Elf. I've never seen? Jim Carrey's Grinch. You want to hear yeah. what I've never seen? It's, it's going to knock one. your socks off. All right, I think I know this, but go ahead and say it. Never seen. It's a Wonderful Life. I thought that's oh. where you're going. Which is I was going to say Christmas Story. I, yeah, was my I guess. hate Christmas Story. Christmas story. I do too. Wow. Well, you're just wrong. <laughs> I just watched it for the first time like six or seven years ago, and I just didn't get the hype for it. But you, got, you guys I, are clearly just you have wrong. To, you have to put yourself so in 1972, much. little uh, eight-year-old Nate. I literally can't. <laughs> <laughs> when the only toy available was a, was a toy gun. And, and that's it. Mm-hmm. A Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> and that's BB it. Gun. That was yeah. the only toy. I mean, that sounds great. I have a Red Rider BB gun. I still have it. Do you it. really? I do. I still have it. It's in the garage. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love oh, yeah. that. Yeah, that's great. I um, mean, if the only toys available are guns. That sounds great. I'm, I'm all for this. <laughs> and they're real bullets. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, both well, are great. Uh, so my favorite. Oh, thanks for asking. Um, obviously, uh, yeah, thanks for asking. <laughs> Christmas vacation. Yes, I, it's not Christmas if I don't see Christmas vacation mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. some point. Um, normally, it's while I'm wrapping presents. I don't really, I don't really watch it so much as listen to it while I'm wrapping presents. But uh, and then a new favorite is Klaus. Have you seen this on Netflix? 
That's Klaus is awesome. Someone was just telling me that I should I watch that. Yeah, I Klaus haven't seen good. it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Klaus on Netflix. It's really good. And um, uh, Noel. Noel's not bad for, for you know Netflix movies. It's, it's pretty good. No idea what that is. What about is. Uh, Christmas Chronicles? You watch that one? Uh, that's a, no. uh, Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell. That's another one that someone told me I should watch. If it watch. was just, just Kurt Russell, I'd probably be okay. But it's got Goldie Hawn and... That's just, uh, uh but it's, bad. I mean, she's not really, I mean, she is in it, but or, I feel bad yeah, every time I see her. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good no one. We watched that, that a few yeah. years ago and it was really I good. I think I'd rather watch a Yule log than see a Christmas story. I'm sorry, Nate. Um, <laughs> well, they have oh. that too. I'm with you. So, and the, you know what the worst part about the Christmas story is? They play it all <laughs> damn day. Yeah, it's great. Well, so, I so mean, basically, you don't need to go on the DVD. I mean, if you just show cable, up, uh, and uh, I mean, yes, I just I, I don't get the Christmas story. I don't know. My parents love it, but they, you know, they're old, so they that was how their Christmases were. I can't stand it. Old people like it's a Wonderful Life and uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, and uh, well, Don Reed is smoking. That you know, Tara Reed. Everyone knows that. Yeah, it's Donna oh. Reed. That's Donna Reed in Miracle. In It's a Wonderful wow. Life, right? I have no idea who that is. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Christmas movies. That'll do it for the uh, BSing part of the show. Eventually, we'll get the food talk, I'm sure. <laughs> and then we could BS some more. Still waiting for my deviled eggs. But until recipe. then, let's go. Okay, so, never mind. I'll, Did I I'll win? save the deviled egg thing for later. <laughs> no. But I may or may not have a double deviled egg sitting right next to me. From Thanksgiving? That's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, combination no, 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 than burrito the, and deviled keep eggs. Keep the his computer <laughs> in, the, in the broken iron man. <laughs> some deviled eggs in there. All right, uh, let's get into the topics Aww. of discussion. This one... <clears throat> This one, the question that we asked our patrons is, what is your favorite video, video game genre, and what would it be a good gateway game for someone wanting to try it out? So first, uh, we'll kick it to Al. And Rucker's saying to put one of those uh, pepper, uh, ghost peppers on the deviled egg and eat it on camera. <laughs> uh, that sounds okay. awful. <laughs> I'm getting him in trouble. I'll do it for five subs. Oh, Sandwiches. <laughs> I don't have any ghost pepper, though, so it's not like I could. All right. Favorite video game genre. And what would be a good gateway game? Someone wanted to try it out. Vulgar Latin goes with the platformer, I suppose. There's quite a few of them, but I think I'd recommend Super Mario World, Donkey Kong Country 2, or for an Xbox example, Celeste. All right, well, you named two classics and Celeste, so nicely done, vulgar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong Country 2 was on Super Nintendo, and then we graduated to Super... Uh, well, Super Mario World was a Super Nintendo launch game. I mean, those are two perfect mm-hmm. games, basically. Celeste is a different type of platformer where they're just meant to be hard, and you're beating your head against the, the wall trying to get good. Um, yeah, but that's not a bad answer, though. I haven't played any of those. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nate, put Fufu in timeout. <laughs> I'm not a Nintendo fan. <laughs> Everyone knows I haven't played Mario anything. 
Yeah, Neo in chat says I wouldn't recommend Celeste to a noob, and I agree with that. I mean, you could put on the accessibility, but that defeats the purpose if you're just playing to play. But I guess noobs have to start mm. start somewhere. That's like trying <laughs> having them start on a hard platformer is like, oh, you like action games? Uh, here, play Dark Souls as your first one. Man, you took my answer. Get it. Oops, you did not take that search. You can continue. Okay, so I'll shut up. Noobs, Mental Knight says, my favorite genre is action-adventure, and everyone's already tried it. Walk around, hit stuff, maybe a waterfall, maybe a chest. What's not to love? Well, thank you for that insightful <laughs> answer and not mentioning a single game. You are lucky we love you, Mental. Chesno says, without a surprise, <laughs> my favorite genre is fighting games, and I have three game recommendations for the three types of fighting games. Uh, for the classic 2D, I recommend Dragon Ball Fighter Z for its easy to learn, hard yes. to play playstyle. For 3D, it's so I recommend good. Tekken 7. It's a fun entry with a reasonable achievement list. Oh, achievements. Good. Cool. And for Platform Fighter, I recommend Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. What the hell? Nickelodeon All Star Brawl as a good basic entry <laughs> in that genre. Is that fan Now, Chesno, thank you for an actual good answer. Mental, take note for next time. So, three different types of fighting. Got games. him. Um, I myself just played Killer Instinct a couple days ago, and I did an online ranked match, and I butt mashed my way to victory. So, that is the playstyle I recommend. Just butt mash, and then and then Ugh. eventually you'll get a good win. You can do that in uh, Killer Instinct. They have the uh, combo assist on, and you know, I was just trying mm -hmm. to farm, uh, you know, whatever the hell they're called, fight style things. <laughs> it was fun, fun times. So, I've only played Killer Instinct a little. It didn't really grip me when I played it. Well, if you like uh, getting a finger workout, um, wait, edit this. No, uh, never mind. So. My answer. Well, I know the <laughs> intro. So I have a couple of answers, um, and they will be very boring, but that's okay. So I have a friend who, in 2001, got an Xbox, and I told him, you need to get Halo. And he said to me, no, I mm. hate shooters. I said, you need to get Halo. Long story short, he listened to me and got Halo. And he wound up loving it. So he did not like Doom. He did not like GoldenEye. Good. He didn't like any of that stuff. But he wound up liking Halo. Because it's great. Now, I don't know if Halo would change someone's mind if they didn't like GoldenEye and Doom. But apparently it did. Um, so Halo. That's such a different shooter. Uh, Halo definitely had. Well, maybe not from GoldenEye. Had, uh, you know, um, voice acting story. Solid campaign, great multiplayer. So yeah, uh, it's a, it's a, Halo changed. It's a so pity much. that there was never any sequels for that game, though. It was uh, it was just a one and done at that Halo. Oh, yeah, actually, totally. Snoop in think of all the uh, infinite possibilities. Five seventy in chat says Halo three. Snoop, you're gonna say that? Oh, infinite. I get it. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I have another answer that goes back to the Nintendo uh, for sports, and that is Tecmo Bowl. 
because even if you don't if you're intimidated by a madden type of a game you just pick uh there's two running plays and two passing plays to choose from and it's very basic and for <laughs> defense you don't pick a defensive play you have to guess the offensive play that uh the other person picked and then if you pick the same one then you'll rush the quarterback or rush the um you know the running back so that was simple I interesting the old nes sports games they're very basic some of the connect um sports games as well you know teach you just the basics like the connect football and oh man i miss connect you mean we sports not connect sports right yeah i'm just kidding we... Yeah, there's some other answers in chat, but I'm going to wait to see Wee. what people said first. So I go with Halo and Tecmo Bowl. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Just play them together. Oh, Bucket yeah, there's a pretty good one coming up. All right. Well, in that case, I'll go ahead and start reading off some answers. First one comes from P. Tartmus, whose name finally actually makes sense. <laughs> and she, to no one's surprise, says simulation. An excellent gateway game would be Viva Pinata. It is simple, fun, colorful, terribly cute. The pacing is really good, so you don't feel overwhelmed, and it is overall an amazing game. Since everybody else is listening more than one game, you can't leave out the foundation of the genre, The Sims. What? Honorable mentioned the card and board to the card and board genre for the game duels of the planeswalkers it is literally how i learned to play magic the gathering if you have any desire at all to learn to play mtg the game will teach you all the basics those are good answers for someone yeah. who doesn't like simulation games all that much i'm gonna yell at her i'm surprised she didn't like say like clouds and sheep i'm gonna as yell well. at her since that's my gimmick today apparently the foundation is not the Sims, it's Sim City. The Sims came after. Come on now. Sim City's wonderful. Close enough. Yeah. Okay, fine. And I'll say my son learned how to play Magic the Gathering on the uh, 360 games as well, and he was like seven or eight. So yeah, they, they do a good job. Mm-hmm. I remember getting the basics down playing how to play Magic through the 360 game, whatever one it was, might have been the Doles of the Planeswalkers. I don't remember now. And then actually learning, learning more how to play when I got real cards and found a friend I knew how to play. Uh, next response comes from uh, Scott Arvese, and he no. says, Metroidvania, <laughs> Metroidvania for oh, sure. Here we go. I'd probably recommend an Ori game unless they had a specific taste in genres already. For example, Journey to the Savage Planet would be an easier gateway for someone who already enjoys first-person shooter games, while Blasphemous might be good for someone who likes Souls-likes. There you go, Nate. I know you I mean, like your Souls games, and you mm -hmm. haven't really ever played a Metroidvania, so it's true. maybe you ought to check out Blasphemous. You, um, what amazing recall you have. Yep, uh, that is uh, exactly, <laughs> exactly true. Uh, those were probably examples I would you have like mentioned. Ori? So, yeah. <laughs> I do love Ori. I'll show you my tattoo later. Oh, please. 
Ooh, that's for the after show. <laughs> that's for the after Please. show. That's the after midnight show, actually. <laughs> Is it in the forest part? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Last one comes from Retro Chief. He says, I'm most partial to point and click, <laughs> though I have been playing more open world shooters and arcade driving games. Good for you. For point and clicks, you can't go wrong with a Life is Strange title. Easy puzzles with a pretty good story. Open world shooters. Just Cause series is great. Love the fun traversal for driving. Forza Horizon five, 4 or 5. Yeah, Forza Horizon, great choice. They're amazing. I will say, I do love the Life is Strange games. Well, game, I've only ever played the first one. Well, of course you'd like it then if you've only played the first it's one. It's hard to... Talk about a series that goes downhill. Oh, here we go. That's sad to hear. Dang. Yeah. Well, Although the last one, like uh, X was talking about, does does better. But. Yeah, it's weird to think about Life is Strange and Walking Dead as point and clicks compared to like a Monkey Island or a traditional point and click, but uh, I guess they are. Yeah. Because you have to click on yeah. stuff. The evolution. And yeah. point. Being able to like walk around, it's more like a walking yeah, sim kind walk of a thing. Day. You don't really point. You Makes it a little bit better. Right? Yeah, so that you're not pointing as much. Walk and click. But as. But the correct genre term for that is, is uh, scroll playing. <coughs> so. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's it. But as for me. I was trying to go back and forth of what my favorite genre will be. I was kind of thinking RTS, first-person shooter, or then uh, like management games. God, you were going to say uh, it. I know. And unfortunately for Nate, I'm going to talk about management <laughs> games awesome. because I guess that is pretty much Ooh. one of my favorites. I'll be back. It, Take a walk. <laughs> I love my, break. my management game. Uh, and for me, the one that I... I would say is a good introduction to the series and it's an older game. It's not on Xbox is if you guys have ever played zoo tech, and I know I've talked about the older one, there's a very, in my opinion, underrated PlayStation two OG Xbox game. And it's also on the computer called Jurassic park operation Genesis. I know Nate now have never heard of this, but maybe there's a chance at West has, you know about this, my man. You might have talked about it. I adore this game. (laughs) If you have played Jurassic World Evolution, it's basically that, but much more basic. I actually, for fun, before we started recording, I went off, went on the shelf and grabbed my copy. I still got my PS2 copy, and I actually love the game so much. I also have it on PC, except I don't have the box for the PC anymore, unfortunately. Like I said, it's very similar to old Zoo Tycoon games or uh, Jurassic World Evolutions, but much, uh, much, much more basic. Um, It's not quite as involved with having to go out and find DNA from fossils to unlock dinosaurs. Like, you can still do that. You still have to do that to get, um, to be able to, find the DNA. You still have to go out and, and dig up fossils and stuff like that. 
but it's more menu-y type stuff rather than I don't know. It's just, it's just not as involved. I don't know how to quickly explain it. Um, and then like Jurassic World Evolution 2, it's they really get into like dinosaur diseases and stuff like that. So I don't know. I love dinosaurs. I mean, I just I'm wearing Jurassic Park shirt here as well. Just so happened. I loved I love dinosaurs and Aww, this game. I've put so much time in, into this as a kid. Yeah. So if you have to play a management game and you have the PC version or if you have uh, a PlayStation 2, I would definitely try this or I might be able to find some somewhere to emulate it or shoot, just do Jurassic World Evolution. It's so much better. It's a lot you, more Nate? involved, though. <laughs> it's a lot more involved, but it's so good. It is. Yeah. Evolution is amazing. <laughs> uh, all right. I will read the next few patrons. We have Skeptical Mistletoe, also known as Skeptical Mario. Mine is, of course, <laughs> Metroidvanias. There's no feeling that perfectly encapsulates the purpose of gaming than after hours of platforming, being able to jump again in midair. He is so right. Uh, Ori is a fantastic introduction. Uh, or if you want a smaller world, try Gato Robato. Um, if you don't want to platform, try Song of the Deep because it's underwater and you're a sub. Uh, if you like Pokemon, try Monster Sanctuary. And if you like Ninja Turtles, <laughs> try Guacamelee and not the Ninja Turtle game. Um, that, uh, that's, joke, the, uh, that's the hidden uh, yeah. joke there uh, is that the Ninja Turtle game is not good but uh, Guacamelee uh, yeah so sorry to explain the joke but I, I think you would have missed it if we hadn't pointed it out um, uh, yeah those are all pretty good I, I think Gato Robato I don't know if I would recommend that one as an entry just because of the speed run um, but uh, yeah but <clears throat> all all fun games uh, Guacamelee and Ori, fantastic. Song of the Deep, uh, I wish it could have been better. But uh, Next up, Carpe Adam uh, says, My favorite genre is puzzle, which I know takes all kinds of forms. From a puzzle platformer perspective, lots of alliteration, Thomas Was Alone, Candleman, Etherborn, and Hugh are all great and completely different experiences. I recommend all of them. Uh, that's why I talked about them. Aside from platformers, also excellent are Death Squared, The Turing Test Cocoon on Game Pass, and Call of the Sea Adventure Puzzle, also used to be on Game Pass. If you enjoy a good brain teaser, any one of these are great jumping off points to the genre. Uh, yeah. Turing like, Test is great. <laughs> like a lot of those. Um, next up, Chewy Holiday Special uh, says, I'll give anything a try, but point and click is easily my number one genre. I generally prefer story and puzzles in my games over action and twitchiness. Monkey Island, Grim Fandango, Thimbleweed Park, and King's Quest would be my recommendations. All great stories, humor, and puzzles. Uh, if not specifically point and clicks, then more broadly, adventure is also usually good for me. Though that's often more of a mixed bag when it comes to style and quality. Top choices for adventure would be The Forgotten City, What Remains of Edith Finch, and The Sexy Brutale. Yeah. That's a lot to cover there. Uh, as for me, uh, it was really weird that the question was, what's your second favorite genre? But okay, um, <laughs> I'm going to go. I, I agree with mental. I agree with mental Knight's partial credit answer for action adventure. Um, uh, just the combat, the exploration, the puzzles and the story. It's got a little bit of everything. Um, uh, some examples of good uh, jumping in points. I think uh, Riverbond. That's a short game. It's voxel based. It's uh, that pretty cool. Good. 
yeah, pretty good introduction to action adventure. Um, Darksiders. Now that's that's a longer game and it's got a little bit more difficult combat, but uh, fantastic. Um, and Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. That is a oh, short yeah. time commitment. Fantastic action adventure game. Um, the game comes up so much. Yeah, uh, a good game. And the sequel is coming to Game Pass in you know the very first or second month of the year uh, of next year. So uh, really looking forward to that. Um, going back to Metroidvania, which of course is my number one. Um, I was going to say, if you're a first-person shooter fan, try uh, Journey to the Savage Planet. Ori or Guacamelee are fantastic top tier, but they're also good entry points. And if you want an easy completion to just kind of dip your toe into the genre, I think Omega Strike. Uh, it's a short game. It's an easy game. It kind of covers the bases for um, a lot of Metroidvanias. And it's not a big time commitment. And if you start it, it's pretty easy to finish it. So, I second that game. I like that game. It's very basic, but it had a charm. Really basic. To it. Very basic yeah. Metroidvania. Yeah. But it's the sort of thing where, like, if you're if you're stepping into a genre and you're a completionist and you want to be able to finish the game, that one is not going to bother you so much to finish. I, I like so. the um, aspect of changing characters and each having their own abilities, which you don't see in every Metroidvania game. Yeah, it's not in every Metroidvania. There, there are mm-hmm. some, for sure. Good answer. What about you, Wild West? All right. Uh, I'm going to start with Wastelander jo- Joy to the World on Fire. Absolutely love that name. <laughs> uh, third person shooter has always been my favorite. The Ratchet and Clank games come to mind, as that was mm-hmm. my starting point. But since this is an Xbox, <clears throat> Xbox podcast, and I have a Crimson Omen tattoo. I'm going to have to go with Gears of War. Nice. One, th- one through three for sure. Judgment if you like. Four and five if you are really dedicated. <laughs> Those are some good, I think good interesting isn't, points isn't too. Like, Brett really set the map for 360. Isn't so. he like 14? He got a tattoo? Oh, man. It's legal on oh, some okay. states. If you have parent permission. Right? <laughs> I think he's a UPS driver. Do you have permission maybe, to get maybe that? Maybe got a temporary tattoo. Uh, Xmas the Hero says, My favorite genre is fighting games, of course. Growing up, nobody really uh, would really play them with me because they're not exactly easy to pick up and play against somebody who knows what they're doing. So I love how the genre at at large has become far more accessible to beginners lately. Killer Instinct and the new Street Fighter VI are excellent examples of an accessibility control scheme done well. They allow new players to go in and kick some butt while also learning how to the characters function if they'd like to move to the standard controls. I've said it many times over the years, but Soul Calibur VI is my absolute favorite fighting game of this gen, and probably all time. It just does everything right and has everything you could want in a fighting game. Do y'all, do y'all uh, play fighter fighting games growing up? I had a lot of, a lot of fun oh, yeah. with that when I was, yeah. I mean, Tekken 3 was my go-to. We would call Street that Fighter. Move. We did a lot of Street Fighters. Street Fighter 2, we would call that move the butt drop where you jump just behind them. Yep. Yep. Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat. Yeah, fighting games. Those were renaissance back then, man. That was, they, they were everywhere. Battle Arena Toshinden. Yeah. Yeah, it's I never a lot of fun. Really got it. No. I never got into Street Fighter as much. Always Tekken. No. 
And yes, Nardinio Smash Bros. counts. Oh, that, yeah, Tekken was my favorite. That's a part. Smash but Bros. Got like a, a lot of Smash Bros. Not a fighting game. Please go away, Neo. It's a party no. fighting. Yeah. It's a it's a crossover no. genre. That's definitely <laughs> a fighting game. That's like saying Mario Kart is a driving game. No. <laughs> it's like the Andrew WK of fighting games. <laughs> Smash Bros. And, so and to finish off our uh, patrons, we've got J Block saying, my favorite genre is puzzle. On TA, puzzle game could be a platformer, a word game, or even an actual puzzle. There's great games like The Swapper, Thomas Was Alone, Elomilo, uh, Untitled Goose Game. As for a gateway game, I feel like I would need to pick a simple game to introduce them to the genre, and that game would be Glass Masquerade. It's an great easy completion game. and doesn't stick around too long, four to five hour estimate. Also, if they enjoy it, then they can move on to the sequel, which has a bit more substance to it. Great game. I enjoyed that game quite a bit. I enjoyed Goose Game quite Very a bit, good. too. That Goose is a bastard, man. I would have thought I, he'd said L.A. Noir for a good gateway game. No. <laughs> Maybe if that game comes to Xbox One at some point, but not until then. Where <laughs> you can <laughs> download everything. <laughs> Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, a horse. Uh, <laughs> a horse. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of lot of great genres that everyone has, has mentioned. Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, I was thinking of a few as well, like the first person I thought would be kind of easy. I d- did a lot of that growing up. We talked about... I think you guys talked about that last week during the core memories. Uh, I decided to go with action RPG. I'm a huge action RPG fan as well. Um uh, I really enjoy it because I feel like it's not straightforward RPG where you're trying to figure out what weapon does what and trying to just, I just feel like you're always switching your inventory around. So the action RPG genre just kind of gives you more streamlined where you can kind of play with what you like to play with and not feel like you're just having to always upgrade stuff or whatever. So uh, I was kind of looking through my list and to see some of the ones that I liked uh, through in that genre uh, some of the series that I really enjoyed were the Deus Ex, uh, Deus Ex, I gotta say it right, because you guys are gonna give me crap for it. <laughs> there you uh, go. Deus Ex, uh, series, I thought was a good entry point because y- you get some upgrade skills and everything, and they do help you, but it's not, you can't, it's, you can still play the game and progress without having to do too much and know that you're not gonna miss stuff. Uh, another one I saw on my list was The Outer Worlds. Uh, I thought it was a pretty nice, good space adventure game, uh, that, Again, you don't have to go through much. There are a lot of upgrades. You can go deep if you want, but it falls pretty easily in just going in, enjoying the game that was made and uh, the the story. Uh, and the last one uh, was also mentioned, I think, by uh, by someone on the, in the chat. But I, I like the Fallout Three. I thought that was a good, again, a good entry game that you can just go and play. Oof. There's, there is. I mean, you can go deep if you want, but it's also really that's just, a deep it, one. <laughs> it, you can, but it also like. I mean, the first time I played it, I wasn't really doing a lot of achievements at the time, and I just kind of had fun with the environment. And I didn't feel like I was missing out on a lot. So, makes sense. Those are some of the the ones that I enjoyed playing. I think South Park was another one that was mentioned in there uh, in the chat, and I liked those ones too. Those uh, I haven't played the. One of them, but the the one I did play was really fun. I can't, Stick of Truth, I think, is the one I did. Yeah, everyone likes I didn't that game. To play those forever now. Mm-hmm. They're good entry games because they're not like 
other than the adult humor, which might not be an entry point for some people, but as far as gameplay mechanics, it's not super hard. And South Park, so it's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that'll do it for that segment, unless someone else has something, has another game they want to share, say real quick. All right. Oh, Ace, not not Morrowind. Oblivion there is much is a much better gateway. Morrowind's awful to anyone new because they don't tell you anything. It's very much experience everything. Figure it out it was, yourself. I think it was good to see us, you know, cover a lot of different genres, and of course, the most mm-hmm. common was Metroidvania. So what, what that makes sense. That just naturally makes sense. It's to be expected <laughs> that that would be, you know, the best. But uh, oh. but yeah, I, I like that it covered uh, a good. Good variety. I knew I should have picked management games. <laughs> you son of a... We'd still win, because there'd still be three, I think. It's not I mean, it, it's the best. I mean, she really played Super Metroid, but yeah. Never mind. Xbox. Xbox. All right. Well, let's get in. Let's go on to the next topic. Uh, L, you want to talk about 12 Days? On TA? Sure. Um, you totally put a link to it in the show notes, right? Sweet. Of course. Oh, I, I clicked it. There it is. Yes. Um, On the first day of Christmas. It's there. My true love gave to me a gruesome fatality. Day one, I remember it was a long time ago. Oh, yeah, bingo. Yeah, so it was genre bingo. Speaking of genres, we had bingo earlier in the year. Was it this year? I think it was this year. Where you get a bingo grid randomly generated, and you have to get five in a row. Or four if you're smart and use that free space in the middle. And I wound up using... Uh, Butterfly for Windows, Killer Instinct for Fighting, uh, um, Lord of the Click 2 for Management, actually. So yeah, I could play Management games with the best of them. And Void Gore was a shoot-em-up, I think. So yeah, that was... An interesting way to go for the first one, because usually day one, you only have to get one achievement. This, you had to get four or five, at least. And Make you earn it on yeah, day earn one. It. It's not something easy this year. No. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me 2,000 years. Two achievements from base games that have an estimated completion time of at least 20 hours. Now, here we go. So, oof. Yeah, 20 hours. I mean, a lot of games are 20-hour completions. I don't quite understand why they made it base game only, but they did. 
So I had a problem with this one because I'm currently going through the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Mutants of Manhattan stack on the 360 with my crew. And I got an achievement. I'm like, oh, I got this covered. And the 360 version is played by so few people on TA that there's no time estimate listed on there. So it did not count. So I need to f uh, figure out something else to do for this one. But there's many, many, many choices. Oh, yeah. Anybody in the chat saying anything good? I mean, you could just do like Master Chief Collection or a Killer Instinct. Yeah, Killer Instinct would be good. Killer Instinct. Start all the Assassin's Creed games. Killer Instinct is, is no. Killer yeah. Instinct is is not good because, um, it's base game only, and there's just so much like, t you know. Oh, it's all yeah, DLC. Yeah, it's mostly. Of, I don't. I don't think title updates count either. Yeah, it's. It's. I looked at that also. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's stupid then. But I have a hundred pages of of games that count, so yeah, I'll, I'll find something. That's what I'm up to now. Uh, day three. Oh, there we go. Three gates of Boulder. Earn it. Oh boy. I mean, we're totally getting Boulder's Gate. Boulder's Gate three, right? One hundred percent makes sense. Uh, so this is an interesting one. Earn an achievement with the ratio of one or better than two or better than three or better. That's interesting. That's a new one. And that should be easy enough. Day four. They're not as easy this year. Four corrupting evils. Earn four achievements where the achievement or game name contains letters E, V, I, and L in any order. Remember people talking about in the Discord what game to play, and I forgot. I'm still singing Ace. I don't want to uh, break the beyond chat. Beyond good and evil. <laughs> Anything resident? Well, you have to have... Um... <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Anything with definitive. Well, most things, anyway. Definitive. Oh, well, no, that doesn't have an L in it. That really limits you off what you can do. That's throwing a V in there. <clears throat> and then day five, high five, rush. Earn five achievements in games with the hack and slash or music genres. I like it. Oh. That's rough. Oh, did High Five that Rush get to keep its music genre, but they took it away from uh, that other game that you liked, Kenny? Oh, God. What was that game called? Metal yes. Hellsinger? <laughs> Damn it. That's BS. Correctly. Yeah, it's, it's BS. I agree. Yeah. Fun fact, there's nothing that is both music and hack and slash. Oh. Well, we need bad. to create a rock band. That's Wait a minute. Kind of surprising. We need to create a rock band. Uh, I would, I would think Hi-Fi Rush would kind of fall on that. Yeah, I think that was the idea. Yeah. Ace just said Hi-Fi Rush doesn't have the music genre. That's what I was thinking of. 
Mm. No, it was Hellsinger. That's crazy. They both should have the music genre. Hellsinger and Hi-Fi Rush are definitely music games. It's just dip. It's just a different type of music Make game. A boom boom rocket with like knives instead of fireworks. We we got we could figure this out. What's day six? Uh, day six is challenge revealed in six hours. Oh, okay. So we have five days. The people in chat are talking about our favorite thing called Chin Doctor Difficulty. <laughs> I was just about to bring that up. Go for it. Which is when... What is Chin Doctor Difficulty for those that don't know? you're crazy and you do day one and then you do uh, day two and then day one and then day three, day two, day one. So just like the song. You would just keep going back to the old days. That would be impossible this year. Yeah, unless you could create a new... I guess if you could use the bingo. But no, you probably would run out of bingo squares, so you'd have to generate another bingo thing if you could. I mean, you would just have to, like... <clears throat> unless you kept keep track, track of it. Yeah, you would just have to keep track of it. I'm trying to just... Challenge five, because days five through twelve, you would have to earn five achievements in hack and slasher music genres. That's so much if you've already played like Assassin's Creed and Guitar Heroes. That is so difficult. Assassin's Creed is hack and slash, is it? I don't think. I don't. I don't think all Assassin's Creed are hack and slash. No, that's a stroll play. No they're stroll not? playing game. A lot of them are yeah, open world too, or and, uh, ARPG. Yeah. I just assumed they had hack and slash. Well, I guess uh, it's more action. Yeah. The only one that might be considered that would be Odyssey, but I don't think it is. No, it's not. Yeah, I guess it is more action now. That I think about it. So that makes sense. Either way, having to earn challenge five multiple days in a row would be nuts. Yeah, well, wait till we get to the next days. Well, as always, it's it's a fun challenge. Are you guys taking and if, part? And if besides Elk, it's obviously click, Ellis. If, yeah, regular difficulty for if sure. You click into the page on TA. Yeah, it's my favorite event. And you click on the number, it like it like the it opens up like a gift. It's kind of like a it's very cool, like an advent calendar type of thing. Mm. Very nice. It's very, very cool. What days are you up to, Nate and Jameson? Uh, I'm just looking for a music and hack and slash game. You just told us there's I'm still none. on day one. Uh-oh. I know. That's why I'm stuck. <laughs> on day five, he's just All waiting right. for a game to get released in the genre. Yeah, so who do we have to blame for that? <laughs> Freem hole. Good job, Freem. Dang it, Freem. <laughs> Come um, Valentine's Day when you hear this, I'm, oh, we're all going to wow. be very mad at you. Throwing sh- I mean, he said it was committee uh, rule, but yeah, we know. No, we know it's Freem. He's just the one that we can yell at. He's actually in our Discord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's the 12 days of Christmas. If you want to 
participate, you can head on over to TA and you can register there. It's free. Most people find it fun. You get a badge on your profile and all that stuff. Although I imagine most people listening to this have already entered into it. This is a favorite in the in the community. Uh, moving on, we have some Lego contest results the from the Lego month last month. Uh, well, Wes, you want to go ahead and give the give the results of that? Uh, sure. As long as I don't take Nate's thunder, no. I'll, I'll do it. I mean, I know we look. Wait, was it? Uh, we look alike, <laughs> Hold on. but that's fine. Hold you on. said that you were going to do it. <laughs> no, you're just confused. It's it's cool. I should have recorded sooner. Uh, so, right. yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. I look at the notes. I'm familiar with what it is. Uh, so Chewy on Ice, a.k.a. Um, Chewy's Holiday Special, uh, was good enough to run the Lego contest again. Is it is it annual at this point? It, you know, might as well be. It feels um, annual. Yeah. It might, if it's not, it might as well be. Um Ran a contest with three different prizes, uh, two from AH101 and one directly from Wild West, which was a surprise to some people because, you know, reading is difficult. Um, as a wow. community, <laughs> there were 24 participants and they got 61 completions across 33 different Lego titles. Uh, and the most completed games for fun oh. facts, uh, Lego Builder's Journey really? and Lego Brawls uh, each had five completions. Uh, this month. Uh, taking the overall prize with 11 Lego completions is Survivalist. Gone, man. He's one of our winners. Uh, Dave Bodum is in second with nine. Prue is in third with five. Uh, Captain Chaos is in fourth with three. And Dakota is in fifth with four. Because the scoring wasn't just based on completions. It was based on achievements as well as completions. So that's, that's, <clears throat> that's how you get that little switcheroozy at the end. Uh, and, uh, the random drawing, uh, which was, uh, yeah, that was, uh, one of the other AH101 prizes was for anyone that participated, we get, uh, entered into a random drawing. Winner of that was Dakota. So congratulations. And then we had the super secret, the super secret Wild West prize. Uh, seven people entered, uh, and earned nine entries in the bonus prize for completions in Lego Marvel. Or Lego Lord of the Rings. And the winner was Prue. Oh, ah, re-roll. <laughs> yep. yep. So we just threw that away. Nah. Congrats, what does he get? He was just going to spend it on Star Trek. What does he get? Oh, Lego Star Trek? Please no. No. <laughs> no he How just is gets that money. not a thing already? That's, that's true. No Don't you speak Star that Trek. evil into the world. It's really simple. Is it not There's, in Lego Dimensions? Is there, is there no... There's like... Star Trek and Lego Dimensions. No. That's where I'm I just going to say no. Dang, I can possibly see it. There's Lego everything. I can't believe there's not Lego Star Trek. I don't know. We have to... You know what's crazy, though, is there's 30 days in November, and I think Survivalist did a lot of those games from scratch. So that's, oh, like, that's, a one, yeah. that's like a one that's every two insane. days. That's crazy. I mean, I mean he... even the earlier titles are like 15 to 20 hour completions. That's just I, tried, oh God, I tried to do Lego City Undercover and could not. Like, just from scratch, I, I tried to get it done, and I'm probably 70, 60 or 70% of the way through it. So that's why I want the contest to roll around next year so I can complete it. 
uh, and not have to work on it anymore. Well, congrats to all, to all of you. I'm glad you had yeah. fun. Thanks, Chewy, for running it, and uh, Wild mm-hmm. West for the super secret surprise, and everybody else for participating, and hopefully we'll have some more fun stuff before too long. Mm-hmm. Lango. All right. Well, with that, that'll take us into the game showcase for the week. Uh, Nate, why don't you go ahead and start us off? I'm going to talk about the game that I'm sure everyone already knows about. I'm so um, interested in this. This game is called. I cannot Ebene- wait to hear you talk about this. <laughs> it's called Ebenezer and the Invisible World. Oh, uh, it is a platformer slash Metroidvania. It came out in November, very early November. Uh, and, you know, it tells the tale of Ebenezer Scrooge after the ghost visited him uh, when he obtained the double jump power. That's um, <laughs> so good, man. This is such an interesting, that's such a cool idea for a game. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so when I talked about suspending belief before um, <laughs> and being unable to suspend belief, you've got Ebenezer Scrooge running around, uh, beating up ghosts with a cane and jumping and, uh, using spectral whips and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's what you're in store. Or that's what you have in store for you. Um, it's not your classical Dickens tale. Um, there's a lot of exposition in this. There's a lot of uh, story. There's a lot of stuff on like class and um, uh, I can't make it. My, all the words are failing me right now. <laughs> um, so uh, you, you kind of have to deal with that. But that's not why I'm playing the game. I'm not playing the game for the story. I'm playing the game for the fact that it is a Christmassy type game. It's a Metroidvania platformer, and it's okay. Uh, I'm here to say it's okay. Uh, it plays a lot like the, um, the, the, uh, gosh, what is the one? Castlevania side of Metroidvania. The ones where you're running around and you're, the jump's not great and you're kind of doing air whipping. Uh, so the combat doesn't feel fantastic. It's not super tight, but, um, but still it's fun to be playing a Christmas based Metroidvania. And that kind of overrides every negative thing I have to say about this game. Um, I have not beaten it yet, but I have uh, beaten a couple bosses, one or two bosses. I've gotten a couple different special power ups. I've done a bunch of side quests. Um, uh, I can, you know, I can pass through walls or, you know, uh, gates, Wait, I guess. What? Yeah. So uh, he, you pick up, he, you're he doing can walk through walls. Essentially you, um, you just talk to ghosts. That's like your special power. You're Whoopi Goldberg mixed with, uh, <laughs> with Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, you can talk to ghosts and you basically run errands for them. You get books, uh, and things like that. There's fast travel at some point that you unlock. Uh, there's, there's a food system. So it really is a lot like the Castlevania. Like you're just constantly picking up like wall meat, uh, or wall chicken. And, uh, but in this case, it's Christmas wall chicken. So you're picking up turkey, you're picking up duck, you're picking up cranberries, uh, and things like that. Amazing. Uh, and, and you'll be eating those. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's fantastic. Uh, it is, like I said, not, not the best Metroidvania, but wow. Uh, what a way to celebrate the holiday. And the game, the backgrounds and the art looks amazing. Uh, it, it's hand-drawn. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. Uh, it, if only the combat was tighter. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of want enemies to have hit back. Like, when you hit them, I kind of expect them to kind of, like, stutter a little bit or move back a little bit. That doesn't always happen in this game, and that's frustrating to me. So you'll be hitting a ghost, and they'll just kind of, like, walk through it and hit you. 
sure, it'll take three hits to hit them, but they will hit you as a result of that, when really you should just be knocking them back a little bit. That's just me, uh, you know, and, and this game doesn't do that, and that's fine. But there you go. Ebenezer and the Invisible World. It's uh, it's $20. Uh, it's, that's a lot um, <laughs> for this game, but what are you going to do? It's the holidays, and I wanted to play some Christmas games this, this, uh, this December, so that's kind of going to be my theme for the month, I hope. I'm, I'm going to talk about uh, Christmassy games every week <laughs> this it. month. And so, uh, yeah, and we're starting off. So next week's the Grinch, right? Well, I'm thinking maybe the Guardians. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, because because it's got Santa and Easter Bunny and all that fun stuff. So I'm thinking maybe that. I'm not sure. You're going to play Christmas and licensed games. Oh, looks like you have a at question. The same time. Of course. Wow, this is like of your course. greatest. This is like double whammy for him. early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. started for him. <laughs> so, oh, my brain finally circled back and got back to me. Uh, I was thinking about unions. There's unionization talk, and uh, and there's uh, factory owners, and they're kind of like they want to you know punish the workers. And I'm just like I am not here for that. I want to whip some ghosts, and I want to see old man McDuck or Scrooge McDuck flying through the air <laughs> uh, with whipping his cane around. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, he he learns how to swim underwater and not have to breathe. It's just like a Christmas Carol. It's amazing. Are there any DuckTales Easter eggs? I mean, come on. We've got, we got to have one. I did not see oh, come any. On. I did not see any. Did you get a sense? But like I said, it's a good-looking game. Look at some of the screenshots, and it's, it's very pretty. It's just if only the combat was it's pretty. It's very pretty. Did you get a sense yeah. of the achievement list at all? Uh, I did uh, because I've been you know, earning some. Uh, is it? I mean, it's, you're it's the pretty one. standard. You're, my, you're just gonna get it for beating the. You're my one friend who has this on his tag. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're you basically just get achievements just moving through the game and completing side quests, and that's that's pretty much it. There's nothing fancy like kill a hundred ghosts or I don't know, um, you know, uh, beat Tiny Tim ten times. There's, there's none of that. Uh, you're yeah, it's, it's all for completing the side and quests. You doing and, Louis you know, the main the main story points. Yeah. So there you go. This the looks easy, like it's... T- easy to remember titled Ebenezer and the Invisible World. It looks like it's like a hidden gem. 116 people have started it. And out of three votes, it's got a 417 on if TA. It was, if it was $5 or you got it in a box of Captain Crunch Christmas cereal, it would be <laughs> perfect. Like that would be amazing. This uh, needs I to would... be a Game Pass game, man. <laughs> At some point, I imagine it's going to drop in price. Maybe next year, uh, <laughs> you can recommend this again. Yeah, it's got six completions, and the fastest one was in 15 hours, so around there. Someone had a real hard time trying to beat the game and did it in 66 hours, so there's that. I've there's got me. to imagine that that is someone pausing. <laughs> Yeah, his Xbox is obviously obviously on. Yeah, yeah. Gmail list looks straightforward, pretty much. Very straightforward. Yeah, I remember seeing uh, when this game was announced or the trailer was released or whatever it was, and just immediately going, "Oh, Nate's playing this around Christmas time for <laughs> sure." You got it. It's a very pretty looking game. All right. Yeah. If that's all on that, uh, L, why don't you go next? Why don't I go next? All right. I 
as typical starting the month, found an easy game to play. And it's a game I hadn't heard of until recently. It is called Radon Blast. So, terrible title. Tells you nothing about what the game is. But the thumbnail or whatever you call it tells you exactly what the game is. It kind of looks a little like Pong. But it's mostly like uh, the arcade classic Arkanoid. Arachnoid. Oh, yeah. boy. That's uh, that's Ken, that's the, uh, Kenny Variety. And wait, what was the, uh, the other name? Ballbreaker? Um, it's had many different names. What? Bust out or ball, ball bust, ball boys. <laughs> brick breaker. Yeah, brick breaker. Yeah. I love these games. So the hook of this game is your paddle is on the left, not on the bottom, and the and the weird. blocks are on the right or the bricks, and you have to smash through the wall on the right to get to the next stage. So the concept is actually pretty cool. Um, the game. Um, so if you get to the second. Uh, stage, if you want to call it a stage, a second screen, and you're about to miss the ball, it just brings you back to the first screen. So the only way you could actually lose a life is by dying on the first screen, which is impossible, really, unless you're really awful at video games, like Fug or something like that. So you keep <laughs> going through, and you have to hit the wall uh, on the on the back ten times, and then it opens up the next screen. And you have to do this uh, to get through 40 levels so the achievement list has you go oh, through geez. 40 stages and there's achievements for 10 20 30 and 40 and then you're getting points at the same time so every achievement will be, uh, come naturally the points and all that stuff and and you get multi-balls and all that stuff the only one you might have to work for a little bit is there's an achievement for getting uh three levels passed without a ball touching the paddle so what you need to do for that is clear the stages and then kind of die on purpose and, and the ball will go back a couple stages and then you hit the ball and then it goes through and goes through the stages you've already cleared. Um, oh, this looks interesting. Yeah, I mean, take a look at it. Like, this is just a different take on a classic, which I like to see. Mm-hmm. So do you have to do all the levels in one go, or can you save? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> the walkthrough, and there is a walkthrough, even though this is a very short game, recommends doing it in one playthrough, because if you save and quit, it sometimes saves your progress, it sometimes doesn't. So just to be on yeah. the safe side, to do it in one sitting. The good news is you could uh, do it in about the completion estimates one to two hours you could do it probably in about an hour and a half it's not long so instead, instead of putting out i just paused and walked away a couple times and i didn't test it it probably works fine to quit but the walkthrough said don't and there are different difficulties but 
You could just put it on. <laughs> the easiest difficulty is literally called kids. <laughs> so it's <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you put it. it on kids difficulty and story mode. <laughs> and um, when I got to level four, then hand the controller to your kids. Well, once you get to like level ten, yeah, you can just hand it off and do whatever. Once I beat uh, the forty levels, just for fun, I like put the controller down just to see if I would even die. And it, you really can't die. So like once the ball goes back, it, it'll wind up hitting your paddle and just progress. It's very simple, but it's very it's relaxing. I thought it was relaxing. So it's definitely relaxing, but having to play that game for like an hour and a half straight that's kind of rough like i i get it i always like those games as like a toilet game you know <laughs> have some version of it on my some, phone do a level or two some, and then that's some it would call this a toilet game but um i liked it oh i'm not saying it's bad by all means it looks cool i, I um, want to give it a shot i like I, like i said i like these games oh yeah Yeah, before the show, um, <laughs> we were talking about um, <laughs> getting like a nice surround system and and watching like uh, a comedy <laughs> on it. This is akin to like you know getting a nice four K TV and uh, powerful Xbox Series X, and then you play something like this, and <clears throat> your wife comes in and she's like, yeah. "What." What is going on? <laughs> Why are you playing this? And like, it's pretty. It's colorful. You spent five hundred dollars to <laughs> play, play this. this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just that sounds like something my wife something would say. Relaxing about this. Mm-hmm. It's also a simple game. It's simple and it's, it's very fun. Simple. Well, that's radon blasts. Does anyone know what radon means? I have zero idea. I'll be honest. Is it like a? Uh, is it on you the periodic like the table? Radon? Yeah. I was gonna say, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, okay. I mean, that's my. That was my okay. guess. But what is it? It's gas. An element. I mean, I, I, can be harmful I, in high high doses. I mean, I did have gas while playing this game. <laughs> if that helps. But <laughs> oh, it's number eighty-six. It's radioactive, colorless, odorless, noble gas. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, it's that stuff you have to vent out of your basement. <laughs> Can it kill you? Yeah. I don't, know, they call, I don't know what you asked Toby. I don't know why they just didn't call this game Ball Blaster or something. <laughs> something that tells you what it is. Drives me crazy. Oh, Neo, that's a Nobel gas. It's a noble gas. Didn't win any prizes. But <laughs> not so nerdy, are you, Neo? Anyway, <laughs> someone have a real game that they played. <laughs> oh boy, do I! All right, so I'm gonna go next. And oh my gosh, this game is so much fun. Uh, Wild West and L. If you guys haven't played this, you absolutely need to. I played the new Game Pass game, Roller Drone. Really? Nay, 
I don't know if I don't know if you like this because I don't remember if you like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Uh, I don't remember ever playing that game. Okay, that's what <clears> I thought. <throat> mm-hmm. This game is basically the developers basically ask the question: What if we were to make a game like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but with guns? What? That and then Roller Drum was born. It is so much fun. It is freaking amazing. If, like I said, if you if you've played Tony Hawk's, go download it right now. You'll like this. So, Roller Drum, the story. I mean, it's very shallow. It's, it's all about the gameplay, but the story behind the game is the year is twenty thirty. The new most violent, brutal sport out there is Roller Drum. The UFC apparently is no longer a thing. Um, you are the contestant or the athlete or whatever it is that you want to call them. And you go from one arena to the next, trying to kill all of the house combatants. They call them basically the enemies on the map. The enemies pop up. They have different weapons. One is kind of like a stationary guy and he just has like a bat. And if you run, if you go near him, he hits you. Um, then there's ones with like a sniper, grenade launchers, all kinds of different stuff. So the I so the idea behind the game, like I said, is it's you're all instead of being on a skateboard, you're on rollers, you're on roller blades, and all the different arenas are basically like a skate park type thing type area where they have half pipes and quarter pipes and jumps and stuff like that. And in the game, you sort of kind of have infinite ammo. But the way to reload is you have to do a trick in order to reload. So as you're skating through the arena, shooting enemies, you know, like you're, you start off with dual pistols and your magazines, you only have 12, you only have 12 bullets. You run out. There's no reload button. You have to go find a half pipe or something like that. Nail a trick. And then as, as you're doing a trick, you get points. You can flip and spin just like Antonio Hawks and all that stuff. And the bigger your score, the more the faster you reload. Pull off a huge trick, you can completely reload your, your magazine. Do just like a little ollie and you just get like a bullet back. Um, And then you just continue through. It is a very fast-paced game. Uh, one of the mechanics that they have in it that helps you really. One of the mechanics that they have in the game that really helps you with killing some of the enemies, especially the snipers, because they like to be up high on a ledge, is that you can hold the left trigger and it goes into what they call reflex mode. You know, like a bullet time, everything slows down. You can quickly aim and just fill someone full of lead real fast. Um,. When it comes to the tricks, it's real, real basic. Like you just go off. You have a jump button, obviously. You go off a uh, jump and you just hit X and a direction, and it does a trick. And then you can like spin and flip and stuff like that. The nice thing, unlike Tony Hawk's, is you can't actually crash. No, you don't ever have to worry about falling. You don't have to worry about landing perfectly. It's all you're always going to land on your feet. So that makes the game a little bit more easy with that. Um, 
but yeah i mean that that's kind of the game the artwork i think a lot of people might like it's kind of like that cell shaded look i don't love it i don't hate it i think it looks cool and i think it also works for this but uh yeah super ba- super basic game um but it's so much fun it, it's really addicting the gameplay loop is a ton of fun i highly highly recommend this game great game pass game uh i mean as as of right now t- on ta has a 365 rating so people seem to be positive on it neo has an interesting question and it's uh how do you fail a combo if you can't crash um so you fail combos mostly by getting shot so you have snipers and there's i also should say that there's a lot of enemies on the map at one point like picture the tony hawk's stereotypical skate park and that's kind of like your stereotypical arena there might be three or four snipers at any point and whenever a sniper gets you in their crosshairs you'll actually see like a line going across or like being pinned trained on you and it'll be red it means the sniper's taking aim and then all of a sudden it'll turn gray and at that point when it turns gray you want to hit the b button and that's your dodge that that would get you out of danger 100 percent of the time it sounds easy to remember to dodge because all you have to do is press the B button and you'll dodge any bullet. But when you're focused on trying to jump, trying not to get shot, trying to do tricks, trying to press the button to uh, do a flip to add to your combo to get to get reload more, it kind of gets a little it gets a little difficult. There's a lot going on all at once. Um. For the achievements, they're kind of they're kind of basic. Like for the most part, it's just oh, I also for, I, real quick I forgot. Very much like Tony Hawk's, where you know you have challenges where you have to get X amount of score, collect skate. In this, you know, you don't collect skate; you collect five. There's five collectibles at somewhere where you have to go off a jump and do it. Uh, there's always a spot where you have to do a specific trick off of a certain area maybe shoot like landmines or the rockets that are the missile gu- the guided rockets that come at you stuff like that um there's four sections in the game your first section has like four levels the section level second section has three i haven't gotten farther than that because you need to complete x amount of challenges in order to continue so i'm going back through trying to comp- trying to uh complete some of the challenges in order to keep going and i actually wound up doing a couple of the couple of the different achievements like there's one for doing all the grab tricks in a single match there's one for doing all the uh, grind tricks in a single match it's really easy it's nothing complicated it's just if you press start and you go down to the trick menu it shows you how to do it nothing not a big deal it can all be done in your first in the first level um but yeah, it most for the most part you just kind of do all the things, complete all complete all the challenges and whatnot. The thing that now everyone will be will want to hear is when you go to the start menu, there are accessibility options. This will take Ooh. this game from being 
quite difficult and actually needing skill to complete to this is pro- for the most part probably a cakewalk of a of a completion ta saying six to eight hours from my little bit of time into it, it yeah it looks like that's probably about right there are accessibility options you can turn on i assume you can unlock achievements because the only um warning it gives is that your score won't be uploaded to the leaderboards oh no who cares yeah, uh you, accessibility you options them. that you have is you can turn on bottomless clip you can turn on invincibility you can turn on uh for your shotgun there's what's called a slug shot so like when you're in that reflex mode if you uh when you aim at someone there's like a bar that comes by and when it gets to a certain spot you pull the trigger and it does extra damage um you can make it to where it's always a slug shot was actually will help with one of the achievements where you need to do every single shot as a slug shot um and there was like one or two other achievements or accessibility options i forget that it was but yeah well why not want being a relatively easy completion i believe yeah, I saw the thread on TA, and it says you can't un- you can unlock achievements with them. So, okay, I assumed as much. I haven't tried it. I actually want to try to complete this game, or at least maybe not complete it, but like beat the campaign without accessibility options. Like if I get stuck, I'll turn. I'll probably turn them on because I know they're. Oh, that's another one where you can make it to where you don't need to complete challenges in order to progress. And like, there's an achievement for starting each of the like the four like hub world type areas. Um, but yeah, super fun game. Like I said, it's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but with guns. If you enjoy Tony Hawk's the Tony Hawk games, download this, give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. Uh, once again, because I saw someone someone in chat saying it, the game is Roller Drum. New brand new Game Pass game. Really good. But uh, yeah, that's all I got for that. And I just realized that the developer of this game is also the developer for like the Ali Ali games. Oh, really? And Laser League. So I know there's quite a bit of people in the Discord that enjoys the Ali Ali games. And I know there's a lot of people that also enjoy the Tony Hawk's games, so yeah. That's all I got for that. Uh, Wild West, what game do you got? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to do a little uh, roundup of my Lego month and some of the games that I enjoyed. Uh, <clears throat> the first one I completed was the Lego Indiana Jones uh, 2 game. Uh, and I got a question for y'all and for the chat. Do you guys enjoy the older games with the, like, the quirky, uh, you know, no voice acting thing? Or do you guys enjoy the newer ones with, you know, pretty much basically taking the lines from the movie? Old. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I like the pantomime. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, like, if you've right. seen the movie, you kind of yeah. know what they're doing. Yeah. If you haven't, then you might, you might exactly. not get the gag. Yeah, I think the humor's better. I think the humor's better with that myself, too. But, uh, yeah, it's, I enjoyed the, the Indiana Jones one because, uh, it kind of, I, I, I enjoyed the older ones. The, the story is pretty much 
the same as the first one. They just added in uh, the the new levels from the the aliens Lego or the Lego. Sorry, excuse me, the Indiana Jones Alien game. Uh, they added the levels in for that, so it kind of was based around that. It had some interesting new stuff where they kind of uh, you had more creation of the levels that you could do. Um, the uh, there's you know there's a uh, the levels were more focused on the 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 newer the newer uh, movie uh, at the time like not the Dial of Destiny but the whatever the other one I can't think of the name right now for some reason but uh, but they still had the older ones in there because I couldn't just make a game based off just the new Crystal movie Skull. by itself yeah there you go the Crystal Skull there you go thank you for some reason that was just escaping me but. Uh, yeah, I think it's just it's better when you kind of have that, you know, just them acting out stuff and, and the humor and, and adding stuff in there. The 100% wasn't terrible. Uh, it wasn't great. There is a glitch in there um, that's there. And the guy uh, kind of warns you about very early on not to do a specific action until you're ready to fulfill that action to completion because you could get locked out. Um, so the, the guide on TA was very good in, in that regard. <clears throat> but basically you can just kind of play the game and you know worry about the achievements later on most of them are just the story related stuff and and then you, you know the typical lego games where you got 100 percent the game uh, it wasn't bad it wasn't my favorite of the older games <clears throat> in there and i know a lot of people didn't like them as they uh compared to some of the other ones but it wasn't bad <clears throat> uh yeah, hopefully you didn't get that locked out, Ace. Uh, it has to do with some uh, picking up, and early on in the game, picking up a, a torch and everything. So hopefully that didn't screw you. But um, the other game that I enjoyed a lot more was the Lego Incredibles. And this one I've, I bought a long time ago, uh, just kind of sat there. And then when Chewie did the, the Lego month, uh, I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll try to do a couple games before before I'm, I'm on vacation and everything. And so I, I did the uh, Incredibles first, and, and it was a lot of fun. It, I was thinking about it, and I enjoy that even though the overall structure of a lot of the LEGO games are very similar, and they are I guess they are similar, they always have something different that they kind of pull in for each one. And this one they pulled in uh, when you kind of get to the main map, the, the open world map, they have uh, little areas called Crime Waves, for different sections of the map and so you'll go into the area and they'll say it, it kind of it was new uh evil people uh and it wasn't anything related to the the game at all or the the movie at all but it was like you know such and such character you know has taken over this area you'd go do like two easy quests and then you kind of defeated the area and after you've done it uh, a couple times around the map for that for that person you'd go defeat the actual boss uh, which is again a very easy battle, and then you'd throw them in jail, and then you do that for the rest of the the maps as they were based into different sections. Um, and so I enjoyed that aspect. It was new uh, for this one. I haven't seen anything similar in other games so far. Uh, and then it pulled the the Lego Incredibles pulled from a lot of the different Pixar games. So you had uh, Pixar movies. So you had Dory in there. You had Wally. You had uh, Russell from up and everything. So there was a lot of different characters that they pulled in that were, that were fun. My daughters had a lot of fun with that game. They were asking me to be different characters as I was playing it. And so they had a lot of fun. And again, achievement list is very similar to all the other Lego games. You basically just need hundred percent the game. Uh, each section of the map will tell you what you need to do. 
there's all the detection on there so you can find all the collectibles easily and everything but i i enjoyed it even though they did have the a, a lot of cut scenes that you had to sit through i think uh i think it was ace and i were talking about that that wasn't very fun, much fun uh but other than that it was uh it was a it was a solid game and, and a good entry into the series. So it was a great contest by Chewy again. That was the first time I participated. In it. I had a lot of fun playing them, and so the Lego games were. I'll put them on the back burner until next time. Did you say Dory? Like yeah, Finding Nemo Dory. Yeah, yeah. You can play as Dory in there. Yep. Okay, I guess that's one way to go. Uh, fight crime. Yeah, when Dory's on land, she has like a little water bubble above her, kind of like in the Finding Dory movie, where they were in the, uh, at the end of the movie, where they were kind of walking around, and they were kind of in a little water thing. Uh, where was it? Mm. It was like a fishbowl fish or something ball. I think they were in as they were moving around, so. Yeah. It's kind of similar to that. that. But, yeah, it was fun. It had all the characters there, plus a lot of. The, the characters from the movie. You play as, I guess, uh, something I just remembered. You play both movies in the game. So the story mode, you go through oh, nice. the first game and then you go through the second game as well. So there's both, uh, both stories are in there to one. It basically is just Lego, Lego Pixar is what it ends up being, but just Incredibles is the main, main theme. I mean, it's incredible. So this is probably top tier Lego. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. I don't know. I enjoy doing the Lego games, but I couldn't do anything like Survivalist and just play them back to back to back. I doing two. Yeah. I started Lego Ninjago as well. I didn't finish it before the month ended, and I'll just keep it on the back burner for now. But I I do like them. I'll play them once every like four or five months, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'll move on to something else for a while. I love yeah. I love the uh, Indiana the Jones Incredibles one movies. and two are my favorite ones, and it's the only ones I have completed. I think so. That's plenty. You know, as I was playing those Lord of the Ring ones, uh, or actually, it was The Hobbit. Like, that game was really enjoyable just because of the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Is that John Williams? No, that's Howard Shore. Sure it is. <laughs> Gotta love it when the licensed games get the original music and all that stuff. That's always cool. Yeah, I think the humor is just better when it's just like those older Star Wars games. You know what they're doing, and then they <laughs> throw in the Lego humor in there. There's so many of these Lego games. All right. Well, I guess that'll be it for, <laughs> yeah, Lego Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be great. <laughs> I, that'll do it for the game showcase this week. I have week. some exciting news. Oh, what you got? Uh, Bunny Parking has been updated to 5,000 gamer score. Just want to let everyone know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what we've been waiting for. Seriously. I did not hear about this, and I see it on my update list, and I just looked, and uh, yeah. Well, the best part is that means they're done, uh, right? Unless they cruise oh, no. brothers us. Unless they pull yeah. a I mean, uh, <laughs> cruise brother, yeah. There's summer yeah. day and winter day. I mean, they're now. done for now. I think those guys like to stop at 5,000, though. Um, another thing, if you didn't see... We don't usually talk about fishy things here on the podcast, but this has been a few days now, so maybe it's meant to be this way. But uh, this game, Ping Redux, is showing as free on the Microsoft Store. It's been several days now, so I just went ahead and clicked download on it. And it is another uh, Brick Breaker Ooh. game, so this is uh, interesting looking. 
Let's go. And there's an achievement called Achievement Achievement for Achieving an Achievement. So right there, <laughs> that, that, I mean, I had. You know, yeah, that's a good game. Kidding, but I am not. I'm go, sorry, go, what? Ping Redux. Yeah. It's called Achievement Achievement for Achieving an Achievement. Um, yeah. And then they. Tr- I'm trying to decide if that's bad. Better or worse than like the platinum ones. <laughs> So I think this is an easy completion, despite its 1900 TA. I, mean, I think everyone must be, I don't know, if people are just diving this, getting it for free and diving it. Yeah. Well, if people are getting it for free, it's going to inflate it a little bit. Oh, it's... All right. Uh, why, don't we, why don't we get into some sales? Nate? Uh, wait, did you have something else, Al? Um, no, sorry about that. Go ahead. Oh, the way you said it, I thought there was something else coming. All right, then, uh, yeah, Nate, what you got to recommend? Thanks for passing. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to recommend uh, a game I have not played. Shocker. Dimension Drive, $1.94, down from 13 This is wow. a shoot 'em up and it reminds me of the excellent and criminally underappreciated, and you can no longer download it, Velocity 2X. It's a fantastic game. You can get it on other hmm. systems that we don't talk about, but that's a great game. Uh, and this thing kind of reminds me of that in certain ways. Whoa. Next so. up, we have Everreach Project Eden, $2.50 down from 25 This is a third-person shooter, five to six hour. It is the Mass Effect we have at home. Uh, the reviews for it <laughs> are amazingly fun to read because they kind of poop on it. Uh, but for five to six hours, it, I mean, I was watching gameplay. It looks okay to me. And for two fifty, I'm doing it. Uh, next up far loan sales. We've talked about this before. It's $3 down from 15. It's an adventure game, six to eight hours. Uh, we talked about, um, the sequel, uh, on, I forget which one came first, uh, on level 189. That's for, uh, for far changing tides. I'm pretty sure changing tides was the second game. Uh, next up, Battle Axe. This is seven dollars and fifty cents down from thirty. It's a hack and slash. It's three point three seven stars from twenty six votes. Uh, so that's pretty good. Uh, and it looks like Golden Axe meets Gauntlet on a Turbo Graphics sixteen. The uh, the graphics are huge. The sprites are huge and really um, animated. Like the the wizard's face is fantastic. I, I love I love the screenshots of him. Uh, I picked this one up. I plan on going through it. Um, when we eventually do hack and slash month or whatever. Uh, next up, Blast Brigade <laughs> versus the Evil Legion of Dr. Creed. This was a Metroidvania I talked about uh, a, a long time ago. Yep. $12 down from 20. Uh, I think this is the first significant sale it's had. It's 20 to 25 hours. It's a platformer Metroidvania. I enjoyed it. Some people in the Metroidvania channel uh, don't like it. And that's fine. Uh, I thought it was fun and a pleasant surprise. I was not expecting anything uh, of this caliber when I was checking the game out, and I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, and finally, Dead Space Digital Deluxe Edition. There was a lot of uh, question about whether or not this sale was legit or not. Uh, this is the 2023 release, by the way. It's $8 down from 80 if you have uh, Game Pass. And I, th- I think wow. you have. I think you what have to sale. have Game Pass. I think you have to have Game Pass Ultimate to get that sale. At least that's what I saw uh, in Discord. That may or may not be true, but the fact that it's eight dollars. Come on, uh, that's a crazy sale. Jump on it. So there you go. That was long. Sorry. No, 
by all means, you recommend a couple of good ones. Uh, Nerdy Neo. The first one they said that was a shoot 'em up was Dimension Drive, and the second one, the Mass Effect we have at home, is Everreach Project Eden. Yeah, Everreach has a one point eight six rating there. Oh yeah, seventy I'm votes. Do it. It's <laughs> two fifty. It's got to happen. <laughs> Ooh, it was just funny because we were talking about it. I was looked at it. and I was like, wow. <laughs> Sometimes I like to uh, I like I like the pain. It's like uh, it's only five to six hours of pain. Exactly, and maybe sexy doors. Who knows? I want to experience this and talk about it at some point. Oh man, I was kind of contemplating like I like Mass Effect. I can try it now. You said it's a one. Watch some gameplay. Aside from the fact that I don't think there's a jump button, uh, it looks pretty interesting. (laughs) Oh, a one eight six. Man, I might have to get that. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds amazing. That's a, that's a streaming game for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you play bad games, uh, L. What games if you play you bad recommend? games? It just makes the good ones even better, right? So. That, yeah, yeah, that's how you do yeah, it. Exactly. Um, I recommend Mutant Football League. You can get the base game for four forty nine, but you may as well just get the Dynasty Edition with the uh, Dynasty Mode DLC for seven ninety nine instead of twenty. It is a Madden style football game, except you kill your opponents and um, you know bribe the referee, destroy. It's just a crazy game. If you don't know Mutant Football League, just look into it. It's really fun. And another game I wanted to recommend. It's on its lowest price it's ever been is We Were Here Forever. I love this series. It is the co-op series where you just basically you're you're trapped in a room and you have to read out loud what the stuff you see and and you have to help your co-op partner escape and they do the same for you. Just very clever, very fun series. Uh, This is the latest one in the franchise. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the last it's normally $17.99. It's on sale for $10.79. I'd like to see it go a little lower, but it is the lowest it's ever been. Probably will sometime. I act- what, what was I actually just saw a clip of this on TikTok the other day. This looked really neat. They were doing one challenge, and it was, you know, you saw both people's perspective, and... uh they were, you know, the one was trying to help the other one cross a room where they had to like jump with the lights. If you play, play it, you probably know what I mean. But uh, it looked interesting. It looked like it'd also be like a good streaming game kind of a thing. I've never played any of them. I think the f- might own some because weren't the first two like games of gold games or something? Gold free. You should play with Brooke. Yeah, the f- the first one was. I don't believe the second one was, but I could be wrong. Yeah. There is a uh, walkie-talkie you're supposed to use where you hold down the button, but that makes it even harder. I would recommend just doing party chat, even though the game yells at you and tells you not to use party nah. chat. Nah, use party chat. <laughs> Still difficult enough. But yeah, don't mm-hmm. use a guy. Just say everything you see and your and, and your partner says this. everything he or she sees, and eventually you figure stuff out, and it's rewarding to figure it out. All right. Um, I only have one game to recommend. And I don't, I, part of me knows why I'm recommending this. Part of me doesn't know why I'm recommending this. It's, it's a sim management game. It's called Pizza Tycoon. Oh, you do that on purpose. Food. You pick these <laughs> games on purpose. 
more or less. And with unattainables too. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I I was get I was getting there. That's part of the reason why I said I don't know why I'm recommending this. Look, I like my tycoon games. I like man management games. And I really like pizza, so like this seems like a winning one. It's usually fifteen dollars. It's four forty nine right now, but uh, as they said, there's no completions because there's eight unobtainables. So, yeah, there's that. And on TA, it has a two four rating. I don't know if that, if that's because of the unobtainables or because the game is bad. I don't know, but. I was doing a little bit looking into it. It looks kind of interesting, but uh, at the same time, yeah, it might be awful. But management, pizza, it seems like a uh, like a winner for me. Yeah, I was in the same and, boat, but then I saw that <laughs> say, sometimes the save progress just goes away on some people. Oh, so. <clears throat> I missed that. I take it back. Forget what I'm talking about. <laughs> that. So between that and the unattainables, that was kind of like, eh. Because I thought the same thing. I was like, that's I love pizza. I love simulation management. Yeah. But Oh, never mind. If you if you lose your save, I didn't see that. I should look harder. Screw it. I take it back. Don't buy this game. That's trash. Uh, <laughs> Wild sitting. Tell me you got something better to recommend. <laughs> Uh, first game I've got is the Steel Rising Bastille Edition. Um, that is twenty three ninety nine down from fifty nine ninety nine, which is the lowest price so far. It's the game and the DLC. Um, I've heard the previews when it came out looked really good. I was kind of waiting for a good sale on this. This is good for me, so I am probably going to pick that one up. And uh, I know there's some assists that you can use if you're interested in that, but some of them will um, take uh, will. Uh, lock you out of some achievements for that run uh so just be careful of that which you end up doing if you end up getting that one uh, the is other that one, one more uh, do oh. you know anything about like the genre of that i mean i don't always trust yeah it's, genres yeah it is uh from what i saw it's like an action rpg game and is it a souls like or is it <clears throat> kind of like a <sighs> assassin's creed i was getting the assassin's creed um the france one um, yeah, Unity. I was getting those vibes, of course, because you know France and France. Yeah, but uh, I was I was also wondering if it was a Souls like. I've, I've I've heard both, so I don't know who to believe. Okay. To be honest with you, okay, because I well, I'm going to believe yet. you when you get it. So. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me. I, I don't do a lot of Souls playing um, games, but I don't. I want to say it's not. From what uh, I've we'll seen, play it. yeah, I'll, yeah. <laughs> Once he finishes Liza P, then he can start Steel Rising. But uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm going to pick it up and I'll probably review it here for in the future. Uh, the other one I wanted to do uh, was, <clears throat> excuse me, Wings of Blue Star. Uh, I like my my shmups, um, and this one was a good one. It's a nice one if you want some easy achievements and enjoy playing them. It's just it's a nice fun game. You don't have to worry about being locked out of anything. You get basically unlimited continues, uh, and it's just got up to the 2,000 gamer score, so you even get an extra 1,000 there. Uh, a lot of fun. I've been just kind of playing it when I need specific genre achievements, and uh, that kind of fits the bill with that, so I, I've been enjoying it. So those are my two recommendations. Cool. All right. And we have some Game Pass news. Out now is Spirit of the North, um, an adventure, point-and-clicky, stroll-playing type game, uh, six to eight hours. 
Um, I should have looked this up, but I forgot to. I know Chewy talked about this game the last time he was on the panel uh, with Nate and I. And I remember him saying that he really enjoyed it. Nice and he said it was a nice and relaxing game. So, yeah, if you enjoy that kind of stuff, probably check that out. Um, next, we have Clone Drone in the Danger Zone, a hack and slash game with that an amazing name. I love that. I kind of want to play it just for the name. Uh, it it yeah whatever. I don't know anything about it. It's a hack and slash game it, with a cool name. I'm going to, it sounds neat. Do it. Uh, next up, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, it's a Tomb Raider game. I know I've talked about this before. I highly recommend Rise of the Tomb Raider. It is fantastic. Uh, the reboot, the reboot Tomb Raider game, fantastic. Super good. Rise of the Tomb Raider, even better. It's amazing. If you enjoy adventure games, Assassin's Creedy type puzzles where like they do the crypts, just just do it. It's so good. Fun fact. Uh, yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. Better imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Fufu loves his unobtainables. Uh, there are two <laughs> in this game, Why? and it may not unlock on the Xbox One X. With the enhanced 4K update installed, that's a that's a note from <coughs> TA. So the question is, will that then not work on a series where it, it always does the 4K, or do you, you know? So do you have to play it on the One X VCR with no 4K? I don't know. Uh, just be just be warned. You might want to do a little homework because uh, we're not going to do your homework for you. That's cheating. Yeah, I believe I had to go play it on the original, the Xbox One, the the nice big brick. I think I had to go back and play it because I have the full completion on it. Great game, and it doesn't lock you out of anything. But you just have to. You might have to switch over your progress on the cloud to finish it. Mm. Well, I'm glad you guys saw that and were able to say it because I did not know about that. I yeah, I, thought I, I, I just mean, <laughs> let's see where that's. Yeah, I got it in June of 2018, and that was well after the fact. So. I think you can still get it today. Let me check real fast. Yeah, someone got it today. So, yeah, you can still get it. It's just might have to do a little bit of a workaround. That's interesting. That's so weird. Um, next game, While the Iron's Hot. This is an adventure game. Uh, not a lot of notes on this because it released yesterday into Game Pass. So it's brand new. Um, as a three on TA. That's about all I got for you. And then we have uh, World War Z Aftermath. I think, Nate, weren't you guys playing this? Yeah, we were playing it until the game got hard. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, right. it got difficult. Uh, and then we gave up and moved on to other zombie things. Yep, World War Z. It's a zombie game, obviously. It was fun until it wasn't. That's sad. What killed it? Uh... Uh, the difficulty <laughs> like we were we were just playing every week meant- week uh, week after week just beating the levels it was difficult uh, they just throw too many zombies at you not enough you know damage output and boom oh. you're done if you if you're not stealthy in the right stealthy parts and uh it's just uh yeah just didn't seem like it was it seemed like it was uh easier before and they upped the difficulty so people who played later uh had a more difficult time with it and they haven't backed down that difficulty that's just my guess but I'm just oh, keep man. Okay. Yeah, the way you said that, I thought like there's a title update or something that killed it. <laughs> Possibly, yeah, it might have been that. Okay, 
um, out now ish. If you're if you're with us in chat, it's not actually out now. If you're listening to this to the show when it actually is released, released, uh, Goat Simulator Three is available. Yes, I mean, it, it's Goat Simulator. You know what it's it is. Amazing, I'm sure. If you're listening to this day of release tomorrow, against the storm, it uh, will be coming to the PC. Uh, sim building strategy game type thing. So maybe City Skylines type. December 12th, we have 10 Hearts, a uh, 25-ish hour puzzle game. Kind of like a Toy Soldiers meets um, Lemmings. Oh. Oh. Art style kind of looks like it's up Nate's alley. Oh, yeah. Can you elaborate? Thank you. <laughs> okay. uh, looks good. Brilliant. And then on December 14th, we have Far Cry 6. Then everybody knows what the Far Cry games are. And I think this is the really good one. I don't know. I haven't played a Far Cry game since like 2 or something like that. I barely played it then. Yeah. It's not. Oh, Oh, this isn't a good one. I haven't played it, so I can't say for sure. But the reviews that I've seen and the people I've talked with is not the It's the Breaking Bad one, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's that guy. I don't know his name. That's Giancarlo yeah, that's that guy Esposito or something. Espen- that's yeah. the one. Yeah. yeah, it's got a four on TA, so I don't know. Uh, leaving Game Pass, December 15th, we have Chained Echoes, role playing, turn-based role-playing game. We have Opus Mag- Magnum on the Windows, a uh, 20 to 25-hour puzzle game. Potion Craft, Alchemist Simulator, uh, 30 to 35-hour Simulation management game. I knew Frame talked about this on a previous game passable segment. And then we're also losing Rubber Bandits, a one to two hour party game. I assume, Nate, you and Frame will be doing a games passable this week. Uh, that's the plan. All right. So, more likely than not, you guys will go into those in more depth or and maybe some new stuff. So, be sure to listen to that after this. And with that, and in a month, so Nate, give us a rundown on the Gamer Tag Challenge. Oh, right. So last month, our Gamer Tag was Mighty Mango. His wild card game was any new achievement or previous completion in Forza Motorsport. That's not the fun one. Uh, the bonus was if you <laughs> aren't first, you're last. Earning achievements having to do with coming in first or winning a race. And you know what that was. We had 13 participants. 105 letters were provided or spelled, I guess, given. I don't know. Six tags were completed. There were 13 bonuses logged. Uh, our outstanding bonus people. It was a low-scoring month. Uh, Crunchy Goblin with four. Ace with five. And the winner wow. with only six entries. Not spelling the gamer tag. So it is possible, people. He is your motivation. He is Jay Black. Hey, congratulations. Good job, buddy. You'll hear about this, I don't know, a couple days from now. Uh, <laughs> our next gamer <laughs> tag for the month of December is EL Suck. It's in the game. His wildcard game is any new achievement or previous completion in the Castlevania series. Oh, look at that. Jay Black is here, and he heard... Nice, buddy. Uh, the bonus, his bonus... For EL Sock, once again, is were you raised in a barn? Picking up achievements with articles of clothing in the achievement title. So it doesn't have to be socks. It could be jacket. It could be pants. It could be shoes. Any of that. Nice. Uh, 
And our bonus bonus is how do I keep losing these? Spell the gamer tag one more time using a different set of games. So use games that you didn't use for that first sock. Nice. Fun. Yeah. Oh, you're only limited the bonus to 50. Uh, yeah. Did, did I say 50? I, yes. I, I actually, I meant, I meant to do it to 30. So you're lucky. Well, it's this Ace. says 50. Ace is going to push it to the <laughs> limit. It always does. This is, this is because of you, Ace. You know what you did. <clears throat> All right. And with that, it is also brand new months. That means we got a new patron drawing. We appreciate all of our patrons for donating to the show and keeping this going, letting us do all those fun contests. And this month's lucky winner is Saucy Slingo. Oh, no. Good job. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) The Patriots are like two and a, and a lot it, this will help ease his soul he's been having a rough go of it wait they won two games this year yeah really really <laughs> i mean did they i don't know so you have awful. a beer on us so they won twice as much as saucy tank <laughs> but with that let's get into brag camp i'll start off with the completions uh RFC Ori has completed 200 games. Chesno has completed 400. Princeton has completed 450. And Dude with the Face, you know, jerk face who's beaten me in fantasy football, has completed 600 games. Congratulations in, on that. In streaks, Cerebral Assassin currently with 400 days. Thrash Forever with 700 days. Thunderman87 with 1,100. Eldritch SS with 1,200. Philip Wendell with 1,300 days. Waka Pale with 3,700 days. <laughs> and celebrating their five year achievement win streak milestone, Enigma Gamer 77. That is insane. Yeah. In nice uh, job, Gamer but... Score, we've got Gabby 900 with 150,000 Gamer Score. Lord Zell with 400,000 Gamer Score. Wazari XDKX with 850,000 gamer score, Dave Bodum with 1.5 million gamer score, and Inigo Montoyo 80 with 1.7 million gamer score. In leaderboards, Chewy on Ice has a lot of them. Number 100 is in the one top 100 of the completed games leaderboard for Adventure, top 100 of the completed games leaderboard for Point and Click. Top 20 of England completed games leaderboard for point and click, and top 20 of England gamer score leaderboard for adventure. Elroy OMJ, love that guy, is now in the top 200 of the gamer score leaderboard for Xbox 360. Beat him up. Very nice. Stream Hole is now in the top 500 of the gamer score leaderboard for strategy plus turn based. Uh, Ice Fire TN is now in the top 10 of the TA difference leaderboard for Metroidvania. Very nice. Uh, Johnny Delicious, uh, I'll be nice and mention that he's in the top 10,000 of the game completed games leaderboard. Jay Zarp, 43, now in the top 1,000 of the game score leaderboard. Chris Bud, 20, is in the top 5,000 of the max possible completion percentage leaderboard. Scott Avesi is in the top 50 of the USA Achievements 1 leaderboard for simulation. Sniped by a Girl is third in Canada, TA. 
Magic Monkey third in games played leaderboard for racing. And we have Redemption Denied, who not sure how he didn't have this already, <laughs> but he's number one in achievements one in the world. Wait, he didn't have that already? <laughs> That's what I said. And wow. Well, congratulations. That's crazy. He didn't have that. Bragg's, I got tagged by MDP today, who got a fun gamer score of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Very nice. Nice. Nope. Which of which of Very course good. the Canadian conversion is. It's <laughs> <laughs> about what seven hundred thousand. Right? There you go. <laughs> Let someone else do it. <laughs> Classic. Oh, right. dead horses. <laughs> Fun, fun show. All right. Well, congratulations on everyone for all those milestones. Yes, very fun show. Live shows are always great. Um. Ugh. Okay. Well, we had a lot of fun there. Um. So before we go, I have something. I have an announcement. I know L kind of teased it a little bit on big blockbuster announcement and um <clears throat> wow this was actually a lot easier i thought i had something to say and it kind of all just went out the window um i will be stepping back from the podcast um yeah i actually had something to say and it just kind of went out kind of went out the window when i started talking um yeah i will no longer be hosting uh or editing, I will just, like I said, I'll just be taking a step back, kind of like how Corey is. Um, I'll still be around, I'll be in a Discord and whatnot, but uh, doing this for two days uh, a week for the past five years or so, like I, I don't know if anyone actually noticed. Along with recording, I'm all I've also been the main editor, ma editing you know this section and uh, stitching the show together, releasing and all that. Um, but yeah, just life life's gotten busy and I just it's it's just been it's just been rough and I just it's hard to keep dedicating two nights a week to this. Uh I I, I don't know. But I I'm sad. I don't I don't exactly I don't want to go, but it's just life's rough, you know. You guys know how it is, but yeah. I'll still I'll still be around. Like I'm still have my microphone and all that. And I'm sure eventually, you know, someone's not gonna make it. They won't be they won't be able to record and they'll need someone to fill in or something like that. And I'll step in or something, just like how Corey does every so often. But uh yeah. I'll be taking a step back from the podcast for an indefinite amount of time. Thank you for everything. We love you. That was all. And uh you're welcome on the show anytime, despite what Nate might tell you. <laughs> yes, we need more management talk, so. <laughs> yeah, always need yeah. more. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, everybody. It looks like our management <laughs> segments are going away. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, I personally no. thank you. We got the show started together five years ago. 
And it's been um, wild. It's been over five years, hopefully man. Hopefully, we keep on trucking. Oh, yeah. And yeah. All love here. Yeah. There's no hate, no bad breakup, nothing like that. It's just life's, life's rough. Think, real life things are getting in the way. So. It's a lot easier in my head saying it because I love you guys. I love this community. I love the podcast. It's a lot of fun. Been a ton of great memories. Crazy. We're still going five and a half years later, man. Ah. But, uh, but yeah, with that, let's get into some ducky races for the live show. The heck with the heck with that. That's just, that sucks. Um, yeah, you know how this goes. The outro goes. We have um, <laughs> we have all the different socials and stuff like that and links down in the show notes. Be be sure to subscribe to everything. Check um, check it out on YouTube. Join the Discord, Patreon. Keep the show going. Keep the contest alive and all that. And uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. They will see you all next week on to some ducky races. Bye-bye. But not really. Penny, see you. you are dismissed. Hello and welcome to episode six of Game Passable. This is the December 2023 early month edition. This is your home for all of the Game Pass goodies and publisher analytics regarding our favorite subscription service. Once again, I am Freem Hull, and here is with me is Mr. Koosh Moose. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Awesome. Fantastic. And he and I are here to break down the Xbox Newswire posts and talk about Game Pass, about what's leaving in the near future. And uh, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel pretty good about nailing all the picks in December. Um we talked about them. Uh, I thankfully had two of them already done and a huge um, head start on Potion Craft. So pretty happy about not completely freaking out. Is there anything you're trying to get before mid-month here? Absolutely not. Uh, I did Rubber <laughs> Bandits when it first came out. It's only one to two hours. Party game. I, I cleaned it up. Um, I think we did a... I can't remember. I think we did a party stream mm -hmm. uh, for the panel. And then, uh, yeah, I just cleaned it up when those guys were done. Uh, so, yeah, I, I did not leave anything else. And I was eyeing uh, Opus Magnum. But then I'm like, that just seems like work. Um, so, <laughs> right. so, yeah, that's <laughs> not right. for me. So in addition to those games, you know, we mentioned them in, as part of the December thing, Rubber Bandits, Chained Echoes, Potion Craft, and Opus Magnum. Um, there's a couple of things that I wanted to add uh, kind of as a note to what happened so far. Um, Chivalry 2 and Totally Reliable Delivery Service both joined Game Pass Core. Um, these are the first additions to Game Pass Core, and nothing has been pulled out as of yet. So what Game Pass Core launched in September, so we're looking at a quarterly um, thing here. Again, nothing came out yet, so I don't know what their cadence is going to be here, but certainly I'm, I'm kind of marking that in my uh, little mental bank here as, as you know, an interesting piece of knowledge. The other thing that 
recently came up, not part of the Newswire post, but if you're uh, poking around on the news on the Discord, New World Interactive. Uh, these are the developers behind Insurgency Sandstorm. Uh, they're being shut down by uh, the Embracer Group. Um, Embracer Group's just had some terrible, terrible uh, management issues. Deal fell through. They've got no money. Um, and so they're laying off a ton of people, effectively closing the studio. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's essentially a skeleton crew that's going to be working. And there's a quote from their media saying, uh, quote, development will continue on Insurgency Standstorm as well as unannounced future projects. Um, don't know necessarily what that means. The console version of this game, the reason we're talking about Insurgency Sandstorm, first-person shooter, um, is because it's in Game Pass. It's the console version entered the Game Pass 12 months ago. So I, I kind of flagged it in November of, hey, this this might be something. I gave it a 50-50 shot of leaving. The PC version's only been in the service for five months, so it's a little bit less, but... If this studio is shut down, I imagine that there's no one necessarily to renegotiate when it comes to the one-year mark. So if I'm looking at that PC version, I'm thinking, you know, seven months from now, if it survives that long, will be the will be the death knell for this thing because um, I can't, I just don't see it continuing. Uh, but consider this the the warning as this thing could leave at any time because with a skeleton crew trying to keep this thing afloat, who knows if there's bugs or issues with any of the multiplayer contact connectivity. Uh, it is a multiplayer game, right? I'm pretty sure. Um, I believe that to be. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm just assuming that because it's that type of game. Totally. Yeah, totally. It's a Call of Duty knockoff. Um, and so I'm sure there's a campaign or whatnot. But listen, if uh, if you're putting it off, I would probably recommend not putting it off. Um Similarly, like I, I put, you know, Screen Sheet and um, what Feather, like those games from whatever developer just said, they're shutting their doors. So, you know, again, not necessarily server-based games, but if there's no, if the, the, the place that houses the source code is is uh, no longer going to be working, I, I'm not sure I would trust leaving those games uh, sitting in my backlog. I try to get those things taken care of. Kush, let's talk about the rest of December here just briefly. Um, you know, I know we've already touched on this a few episodes ago. Um, if you look at the, the recap list, I was kind of thinking about the way this this segment goes. Let's do a little on-air production talk here. Um, All right. I We throw a lot of games at people. And, and you know, we're talking about the, this episode. We're going to be talking about February. And February's list is freaking massive. There's a lot of stuff that has a potential of leaving. Um, so I think what would, you know, if if we continue to kind of hit on the ones that we think are high probability, even in the, the months coming. So like, for instance, if I look at December here, if I had to put money down on the highest probability leaving at the end of the month, I'm looking at Rainbow Billy, Ben 10, Power Trip, Paw Patrol, Mighty Pups, Save Adventure Bay, Mortal Kombat 11, and Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. That's where I'd put my money on, on leaving before the end of the year. Um, I know we've talked about some other things, but that's just feeling pretty confident about those. Anything that I missed in that group that you think 
may or may not, or you think I'm wrong on anything? No, unfortunately, I think you're right. Um, yeah, Lego Star Wars being a big, big game uh, and, and a good get. And, uh, and this other guy's <clears throat> what I like about the Ben 10 and the Paw Patrol going out is it makes more room for those to come back in. Right. For that, sure. For that developer outright games to, to kick in some more kid friendly games, which are, you know, I love I just love crossovers, even if they're horrible. Totally. Um, sometimes, especially when they're horrible. Uh, it's just uh, <clears throat> it's a badge of pride to have that on your tag. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think you nailed it. I think those they sound doesn't sound like you're wrong. Yeah, and I guess we'll find out uh, pretty soon here since we're recording late uh, with the way the holidays fell and when the news It'll be came about out. A week. So yeah, about uh, a week. That being said, let's talk about January here real quick. Just a quick rundown. I won't go into all the details. You can listen to previous episodes about those, but. Um, Three maybes I had were Hitman Trilogy, GoldenEye 007, and RoboQuest. I think those are all safe. I wouldn't worry about those. Death's Door, I have it a 50-50 chance. Um, I'll keep that at 50-50. And Monster Hunter Rise, um, that's technically 50-50, but I I probably would push that down the list. Um, The others here I'll talk about when it comes to February because I do think that there's a chance they leave in January during that transition between January into February. Uh, but I think if anything survives January, it is most certainly going to go at the end of, uh, at the end of February. So we can kind of skip those except for persona three, uh, and persona four, right? We talked about those when the persona five news came out that it was leaving. Uh, I'm very, very confident those are leaving in January. And so that brings us, to February, and that's where we're at. This is uh, all new information now. Um, I want to give two PSAs in terms of February um, milestones. Not that they're necessarily February being the time that these things might leave, but we're hitting a, an anniversary date for them, and they have uh, sequels on the horizon. So let's talk about Ark Survival Evolved. This thing has been in the service... Uh, technically 24 months and this is the survival evolved version arc has been in three different iterations in this service and so you know they they did like a complete edition and they did you know whatever um so this has kind of come in and out so technically i don't think it ever left um it's just a version left and a new version came in but it's all been part of the same base you know arc 1.0 game well, Arc 2 is on the horizon. I know it just got uh, delayed a little bit, but I don't know what the fate of Arc 1 is going to be when Arc 2 hits um, Game Pass. Uh, so, you know, if you've got things to do in Arc 1, I wouldn't let them overlap probably more than a month. That's kind of historically what we see, which also brings me to City Skylines. Uh, City Skylines Remastered. This is, again, the second time, right? They had a City Skylines in there initially, and now the Remastered came in to replace it. Well, City Skylines Remastered comes up uh, at the 12-month mark in February, but City Skylines 2 launched in uh, in October. So is it time for that to... Well, I guess it got delayed again, didn't it? Um, but anyway, you know, that sequel is right around the corner. And so I think those two games, 
they really could show up at any time because you know the the rightful follow up is is just sitting there uh easy easy pickings we've got a bunch of games here that i've noted for because they're 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 the only game in the service for some of these developers and so we don't have any data on them at all um cooking simulator by big cheese studios is their only game in the service it's coming up on 18 months in february again that's it's kind of a strange time for people for things to leave but maybe after the new year you know i, I probably put this at a 50 50 for for cooking simulator same thing with opus echo of star song that's a mouthful uh, also at 18 months this is uh sigono's only game in the service again we don't we don't know what to expect with that one uh merge and blade um i actually probably should do uh, i could probably do a uh, game showcase on this at some point this comes up on 12 months it is magic cubes only game in the service um and this thing is still very much an active development and there's inexpensive dlcs to go with this i'm i'm thinking it's probably on the safer side at least i do today who knows maybe i'll change my mind when it comes up to uh to january and then we've got two others with very little data to support them galactic civilizations 3 comes up at 24 months in february this is stardock uh, their longest game in the service. They do have two other games. They're PC-focused developers. Um, they've never had a game leave the service. So this one is kind of the pioneer. And so whenever this one leaves will likely be the time frame for the other two to leave. So that being said, I don't see a lot of these games leaving. Like I think uh, um, Stellaris you know, hangs out in the service forever. And this is kind of along those lines. So I think we're probably pretty safe on Galactic Civilizations 3. And then we've got Mountain Blade. Let me spread that out. Mount and Blade, not Mountain Blade. Mount and Blade 2, Bannerlord, 12 months. This is Tail World's Entertainment only game in the service. However, as a sequel, right? Well, Mountain Blade 1 lasted 18 months and that was published through raven's court so are we thinking 12 months i would probably lean toward at least surviving 18 months uh, so of those five you know i would probably say merge and blade is probably my highest probability of leaving in february but we just don't have enough data to to really go in on that um Kush, I can't imagine you played any of those. Oh, maybe you played Cooking Simulator. That, that sounds like something you might dabble in. Well, funny you should ask. Um, Mountain Blade, I have no interest in. And it's actually kind of funny to me that um, Mountain Blade 2 has three unobtainables. So mm, if, if you're worried about that, yeah, don't, don't jump into that one. Uh, the first one seems like it's fine, but it is lengthy. Uh, and Cooking Simulator <clears throat> on the Xbox has three unobtainables and one discontinued. But the PC version, at least when I played it, was super easy to complete. Um, and I think there, yeah, there were, if you check out the forums, there is a post there that shows you, I think it's console commands. It's been so long and it took so little time that it's completely gone from my memory. Uh, but I'm going to say, I'm going to hazard a guess here that that was console commands. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so that one is very easy to complete. And, yeah, the estimate is uh, zero to two and a half hours. 
which uh, didn't take me that long. It took me 11 minutes. So I think you've got time. <laughs> Fantastic. I could probably find 11 minutes in February. Um, we've got two, I've got two games listed here that I'm, I'm putting on the probably safe side of things. Um, and that's Guilty Gear Strive. Um, Arc System Works. This is their first game in the system, but historically fighting games in this service tend to survive a lot longer than other titles, um, mainly because they enjoy having it access to more players and pretty easy to get friends to come in and, and dabble. So I think Guilty Gear Strive is probably going to go longer than one year. And uh, same thing with Wulong Fallen Dynasty. Um, Koei Tecmo does have one other game in the service. It's that Ninja Guy Den um, collection, the remastered collection. And that's been in there for 18 months. Uh, Wolong was a day one in Game Pass, and it was a huge deal, big get for uh, for Xbox. Because I think the PlayStation version, um, you know, came out at the same time. But the fact that it was quote unquote free with Game Pass was was pretty exciting, and this was a big get. Um, not that it's necessarily a fighting game per se, but it does, um, you know, have have those types of fighting elements in it. And I think this one's probably on the safer side too, because they they made such a big deal about getting it. Um, I think they're going to want to kind of keep keep this on for a little longer to let that let that survive. I've only got one game here that I'm calling a fifty fifty, and that's Dirt Five. Now, Dirt 5 is coming up on its three-year anniversary, so that's 36 months. This is pretty long. Um, the way that the Dirt games have worked in the service is uh, Dirt 4 was in the service and left when Dirt 5 came into the service. And so it was one of those, hey, this one's leaving and this one's coming in type thing. Well, here's the thing. There's no news on if Dirt 6 exists, or any Dirt game for that matter, um, so not only is there no conversation about them making one, we certainly don't have a release date. Um, the other weird piece of this and why it's kind of 50, 50 for me is that since dirt five came into the service, electronic arts now owns Codemasters, the, the developer here, but I would imagine that the music and car licensing is going to be problematic. Now, I, I probably should look at... Do you have the the game page for this? We could probably look it up here. Hope for the, Dirt 5? Yeah, the Forza games, um, they are on a four-year cycle for when license agreements come up. And so this is a November 2020, so... I think this might have a chance at surviving longer than 36, but depending on the what the music licensing agreements were, um, who knows if, if three years is going to be enough or does it go until November of 2024 when those uh, agreements come up? Big question mark. I got a 50-50 for February, so um, it's a, kind of a long completion, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, 20, that's actually not that bad. Not too bad. 28 to 37 is what I'm seeing. Yeah. yeah. We got four DLC packs though. Ooh, not a fan of that. Yeah. Now we move into the stuff that, uh, we, we're just starting to get much higher on the list. Like I said, there's a lot of these. So let's start with soul hackers Two. This is, uh, at the 12 month mark. And 
40% of Sega's games leave at the 12-month 12, uh, 12 mark. Here's the thing, though. The Survivors, pretty much only Yakuza games. <laughs> so um, we did just have Persona 5 leaving at uh, that 12-month mark. And, of course, we think that Persona 3 and 4 are also leaving in January, while Soul Hackers is more akin to the Persona games, turn-based RPGs, versus the Yakuza games. So I'm thinking that this is higher than 50%. I would say this is in my 75% range uh, that we lose Soul Hackers 2. I've got another long one in here for Wreckfest. Wreckfest is uh, coming up on its three-year mark. This is a THQ Nordic game. Only two games have made it past the 24 mark for THQ Nordic, and the other one left at 36 months. So Wreckfest would be potentially another one of those, and I, I'm i thinking probably 75% chance this thing leaves at uh, the three-year mark for Wreckfest. And then we move into Shadow Warrior 3, Definitive Edition. Uh, Devolver Digital, despite you know, thinking that they leave at one year, only 40% of their games leave at the 12-month mark. But you kind of look at the ones that do end up leaving, and they are... Um, they kind of follow a pattern of the type of game, and Shadow Warrior 3 fits that bill. And so that's why I'm putting it at 75% over a 50-50. Um, I, think, I think this coincides with a lot of things that leave at the one-year mark when Devolver Digital uh, tends to have games come out of the service. And then we got Atomic Heart is the other one. Um, same thing as Devolver Digital, Focus Home Interactive is in that same boat. They've had a lot of games come into the service, and 40% of them leave at 12 months. Um, I think Atomic Heart's going to be along those lines as well. Single-player focused, uh, you know, story-based game. Um, I think you know there's a lot of lot of talk about it early and then kind of died off. So I'm guessing that the concurrent players are just not there for this game anymore, and uh, Focus will be pulling the plug at the one year mark for them. Did you play Atomic Heart? I did play a little bit of Atomic Heart, uh, <clears throat> and as a first person shooter, it just didn't really pull me in. Yeah. Story wise, and of course, shiny. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. I've got two games here um, that are are really high on my list for February, and uh, and that is Madden NFL Twenty Two. This is coming up on its two year mark, and the reason it's so high is because Madden leaves the EA service every two years, and this came in two years ago, and so I feel immensely confident that we're going to lose the licensing for Madden NFL 22 as they prepare to get Madden NFL 23 into uh, EA's service and then get ready for the launch of 24 come in September. The other one sports game is Super Mega Baseball 3. This is coming up on its two-year mark. Uh, Metalhead Software's only other title they've had in there was Super Mega Baseball Extra Innings, and guess what? That left at 24 months, so Metalhead's sequel to that, Super Mega Baseball 3, pretty darn sure this is also leaving at the two-year mark. That leaves us with these five games that I said if they survive January. So 
I've got I've got these listed in the January. I mentioned them on previous shows, but I'm going to reiterate them here because, again, if they survive January, I'm nearly certain that they're going to leave in February. And we'll start with Darkest Dungeon. I think that's got a 50-50 chance to leave in January, and that bumps up in uh, in February. The last time Red to Hook Studios put Darkest Dungeon in here in the service, it survived for 12 months. That uh, that was back in uh, back in June of 2021 to June of 2022. Darkest Dungeon Two exists. It's 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 out there. It's out in the world, and so I could see them using this as an opportunity to pull Darkest Dungeon Two into the service and let Darkest Dungeon One leave the service. So, if it survives January, I think it's dead in February. That also goes with Hot Wheels Unleashed, uh, the Game of the Year edition. The we talked about this with Milestone. Um, they've kind of got their games leaving at all these different times, but Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 just launched recently on October 19th. And so I think at this uh one year mark, um, we're gonna end up losing Hot Wheels Unleashed. But that one year mark was at the end of January, and so it's possible that it trickles into the February uh calendar. We've also got SD Gundam Battle Alliance, uh, Bandai Namco, 65% of their titles are gone at 12 months. This was a mid-February, um, mid to early February game that entered. And so that's why I said there's a slight chance that comes out, uh, that leaves at the end of January. But I would think probably February 15th, this thing is uh, is pretty much dead. And then we've got JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R. Um, another Bandai, Bandai Namco t- title. This one um, actually came into the service at the end of January, so I have it higher in January than SD Gundam. Um, but again, I think these two very well could leave at the same time. Uh, and so I think, Kush, you said you might give this one a whirl? Yeah, I do like to complete a lot <laughs> these Bandai Namco games, uh, these fighting games. And this one looks like it's up my alley. The JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R. So I'm going to, I think, showcase this uh, two weeks. Awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. Final game I want to touch on is Inkulinati. Um, You know, I mentioned this in a previous episode and talking about it leaving January. We've got Daedalic Entertainment all five of their games that were in the service left at 12 months. I still stand by that, that that's a pretty high probability, but what has changed my mind is I totally forgot that this thing was in game preview. So currently there are no achievements on the Xbox. You can play the game, you can play it through windows, but there's no achievements. There's no Xbox achievements there are Steam achievements, and Steam currently has a list. There's 24 achievements on Steam. Only one person has completed the game out of the 143 who are tracking Steam achievements. There was a comment by Daedalic when this game launched into the Game Pass saying, hey, yeah, I understand it's game preview, but all of your achievements will pop retroactively. So the fact that they are actively planning for Xbox achievements leads me to believe that maybe at this one-year mark of game preview, it'll flip to a 1.0 and not leave the service and become a 1.0 launch when the achievements become active and um, 
and you get another year on the clock. I started this game recently. It's very much up my alley, uh, you know, kind of turn-based battling type uh, type game. Uh, I think I'll probably end up showcasing this one as we get a little closer. It's tough because it is game preview. I've seen some things change while I've already even just been playing it for a couple of weeks. Um, and so I'll do my best to kind of cover how things go. Not a necessarily an easy completion. I, 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 I would not say that at all, but um, it's uh, it's been a fun gameplay experience so far. It's unique and cool. So I'll get more into it later after, of course, Koosh talks about JoJo's. And I think that's it for what I wanted to touch on for February. Um, Koosh, do you have anything that you want to add or that we should discuss? Well, <clears throat> I need to say... With Death's Door being a possibility, even a possibility uh, of going away, uh, in my mind, that is a game that has to be played. You have to try it. Uh, and if that means you have to try it on a different tag, okay. But uh, I cannot not tell people to try that game. And to, you know, if there's a chance of it going, give yourself time to enjoy it. Don't rush through it. It is a fine cup of coffee. It is not... Uh, you know, a 7-Eleven cup of coffee. This is a robust, delicious game. And uh, <laughs> give yourself time to experience it. Don't rush it. Don't let this one be something that we tell you is leaving in two weeks and you rush through it. Uh, enjoy that game. That's the only thing I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Everything else can go away, but that one that one needs to be experienced. And that that is a 15 to 20 hour completion. And we've got that as a 50-50 uh, in January, um, coming up on two years in January. So, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a pretty good run for that game. Um, yeah, I, I've already purchased it, so I'm not overly okay, you're concerned safe. about it, but I mean, you know, I, I, I do like, I do like to contribute to the played, uh, list of, of, of gamers on that, but I would think that, Acid Nerve would much rather my money than my playtime on the Game Pass service. Yeah, every day. Every day they'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> so there we have it, friends. I think that's going to cover it for uh, for Episode 6, the, the early December 2023. I, I, You know, of course we're going to get podcasted when this thing, what this releases on Thursday. So if you're listening to it day of... The Game Awards are tonight, and there will be Game Pass announcements, so it'll be oh, fun yeah. and exciting. We will cover those um, at the next episode of all the cool things that we will see in the month of December. Um, I'm already pretty excited about some of the stuff that we've got. There was a good list that came out, so we'll talk about that more next time uh, and, and give you a, a showcase game. So uh, I think that's about it. We're done. Awesome. You guys have a great rest of your holiday season. Appreciate you listening. And, uh, hey, don't save things for the last two weeks, right? Use this as an opportunity to, to knock off those fun games and not be stressed about it because there's plenty of stress already with Christmas and holidays. And uh, I don't know if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, it's freaking cold. I, I live in Minnesota, so it is. I I told somebody it might as well live in Antarctica. It is not not warm, 
Um, but we got El Nino, so that helps a little bit. All right. Let's wrap this thing up, Koosh. It was awesome chatting with you. Same. Always a good time. And we'll talk to you guys all in a couple of weeks. Later. Bye-bye. Hello again, AH101. This is Neo21, a.k.a. Nerdy Neo, and this is the very last Vayner summary we will have for this year. Of course, we will have the December wrap-up, but that won't be until January. My oh my, where did the time go? I can't believe it's already the end of another year almost. With that said, the first thing to touch on is the Vayner of the Month for December was rolled as Transaruby, which was, and I'm going to call him affectionately, Skeptical Santa. That was his pick in the role for the Vayner of the Month. And I call him that because he brought some Christmas presents early and gifted a copy of the game to a bunch of the people in the Vayner community. So huge shout out to Mario for that. The November Vayner of the Month was Last Case of Benedict Fox, but because Go Song left Game Pass in the middle of the month, it was also a bonus Vayner. There was a total of 15 total completions for the month, and Icefire TN had the most completions with three. The most completed game for the month was Benedict Fox with three completions. The other Vayner of the Month, as I said, was Go Song, which only had two completions, and I was one of them, and I did it by the skin of my teeth. So I went into some details about my adventures in that game on the latest episode of Achievement Chasers on my YouTube channel. So if you're interested in hearing about uh, my experiences with Go Song, I appreciate if you go check that out. It was a lot of fun. I think you'll enjoy it. Only two notable shout-outs to mention this month, but one being that Alex R. Davies, or Alex R.D., was the second person on True Achievements to complete the recently released Vayner, Ebenezer, and the Invisible World, which I believe Kooch just talked about a couple minutes ago. And additionally, this is for December, but Skeptical Mario was the fifth person to complete Transruby. So, good to see that he already knocked out that the Vayner of the Month that he picked. On to the stats. For true achievement score earned in the month, in first place was Ice Fire TN with 7,080. In second place was Skeptical Mario with 4,828. And in third place was Alex RD with 4,031. For gamer score earned, in first place was Ice Fire TN with 2,555. In second place was Ben L72 with 2,030. And just behind that was. In third place was Skeptical Mario with 2,000. For achievements earned in the month, in first place was Ben L72 with 103. In second place was Ice Fire TN with 91. And in third place was Skeptical Mario with 74. That does it for the wrap-up. A little bit of house cleaning slash behind-the-scenes stuff. So as of this moment, I am going to be unemployed at the end of the year. But I've got a couple irons in the fire, so I'm not worried about it quite yet. But with that said, I just want to let you know that I may not be able to get everyone's prizes out, uh, whoever ends up winning at the end of the year, uh, right away. But don't worry. They are in the works. I haven't forgotten. I will make it happen. So just want to let you know that it may take a little bit longer than anticipated. Additionally, I am thinking about next year and just wondering what everyone's thoughts are on whether I should continue Year of the Vayner with a year three, or should we just uh, call it there with a fun two years. So you guys let me know one way or the other whether you want me to continue doing this or not. I do have a lot of fun with it, um, but uh, I'll leave it up to you guys. So let me know in the Discord and the Vayner channel what your thoughts are, uh, if you have any suggestions, 
And, you know, I'm all ears, so let me know. Uh, but obviously, if we do continue with a year three, I can't offer up any prizes at this moment. But uh, assuming that I find some other employment soon, I should be able to rectify that. Assuming that we do a uh, year three. So with that said, you guys let me know what your thoughts are. And we will see you in January with the final stats.